Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? And welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where I think we're actually finally seeing Kim compete at gymnastics for the first time. <laughs> like she's, yeah, it's I, been a while since she's actually done gymnastics. Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, we've seen her practice from literally the first episode, but I think this is the first time we're actually seeing like doing a routine. And there's now, judges. To be fair, in in like the in universe time, it's only been a few months, right? Thirty-seven. Weekdays is what seven weeks since the yeah man we're just getting right into this episode huh not even an intro segment or anything <laughs> no no intro at I all. feel like I feel like that's necessary but also hi I'm Mike I'm filling in for Zach this week uh, he's dead <laughs> he'll be fine he'll be back next week but right now he's dead a tree fell on him if I followed the conversation right and like he hit a pole he was struck by thunder some I don't know. It was, a real, it was a real farce. It, it, it was a real Rube Goldberg kind of death that happened to him. Yeah, and now we yeah, need there was an a entire baby carriage. week in order to gather all the component materials to cast the resurrection spell. Yeah. Zach got stuck yeah. in a Final Destination movie, basically, is what happened to him. I was going to go with we have to all learn how to morph, and then he'll be brought back to life. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I mean, let's be real. His his life is basically a cartoon, yep. but also like this is the real world, so he keeps actually dying. Yep, it's kind of sad. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, I'm Mike, and joining me this week we've got Simone. Hello. We have Joel. Um. Hey, remind me again. How does this work? Like, what do we do here? <laughs> we watch Power Rangers. We watch a show for children and then take it way too seriously. Huh. I don't remember doing that, but it sounds like something I do, so I, I'll wing it. I think I'll figure this out. It's been a while. Okay. We've also got our buddy Dustin. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. I edited a lot of podcasts yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll give you a chance to talk about that in just a moment, because uh, we've also got our friend Emily. Hello. Always happy to be here. Always happy to have you. Aww. So uh, let's start with Dustin. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Anything uh, Power Rangers related happening in your life? <laughs> I can't believe you're still doing this. No, no. Zach's not here. We don't no. have to adhere to his, his <laughs> dumb traditions. No. Yeah, but I can choose I can choose to adhere to his dumb traditions if I think it'll make the rest of you suffer. I have not you know, done anything Power Rangers related 
in my life. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good life you lead, Dustin. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. What have you been up to? What I have been up to, however, uh, is I just edited three episodes and released them of a new podcast on Audio Entropy called Skies of Academia, uh, which is a podcast where I take a very specific subject in the world of video gaming or tabletop gaming or board gaming, uh, and I get two or three guest hosts specifically picked to uh, help... uh, as kind of a quote-unquote specialists, and uh, <laughs> we talk about that subject in excruciating detail. <laughs> um, the current episodes I have up right now are um, my pilot episode that, yeah, I did on Final Fantasy X and X-2. Uh, it was initially part of my previous Games Witticism podcast, um, but like the idea that sort of created that podcast is ended up creating... Skies of Academia. Uh, and then the first real Skies of Academia podcast is for Avatars, which I did with uh, Jules and Melissa. And then I've got like. So is, is that like the. Is that like the. Like weird mystical no, martial not, arts avatars no, or like the James Cameron's avatars? Neither. Neither. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's in a very broad sense like James Cameron one. It is about the digital concept of avatars and how we interact with them and sort of how we create them and what systems we like to see be involved in the... So you talked about Lawnmower Man. Sure. Jesus. <laughs> if you're going to go for that one instead of, I don't know, The Matrix or Avatar or any of the dozen other better examples. <laughs> Lawnmower Man, a movie that came out before most of us were born, but here we go. Not me, but... Oh, God, thank you for making me feel old. And then the second and last episode, sorry, the third, the third and last one I uploaded was a nearly three hour episode that I recorded with Polly and Ashley about Nier Automata and to a lesser extent, other Yoko Taro games. In fairness, that's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, it, it is. Well, all right, sounds neat. So yeah, that was my new project, and uh, I don't really have a recording schedule for it. I kind of just think of a subject I'd like to do, and then I try and get people wrangled to do it. So it's it's all right. I mean, most of the shows on our network that theoretically have recording schedules still kind of don't. Yeah. So it's okay. I'm gonna try and do it like once a month or so. Okay. Uh, so, Emily, how about you? Anything Power Rangers related going on in your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just watched the movie for the first time a couple days ago, and then I watched it again with my mom, and, uh, yeah. Oh, good. I've, I'm gone I'm gone for weeks, and we're still uh, talking I, about the movie. I, Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Joel, but it took me a long time to see it, because I live in a small town where we never got in our theater, so I had to wait till it came out on DVD, and then had to wait to get a copy of it so man i wish i lived in a small town that didn't get the movie okay <laughs> so the most recent movie then okay i like yes. the movie even i wouldn't watch it twice in what uh, what was the delay between your two watchings anyway um like, i days. think it was a couple days I, that's crazy i wouldn't watch it twice in that amount of time i think zach is the only one of us who would have done yeah. that yeah. i feel and like i, I could did. watch it again like tomorrow if i wanted to Whoa. i mean I, I liked it a lot actually um mm. I'm, I was just in the process of listening to you guys' episode on it, so I haven't got all your thoughts yet, but I'm only a quarter left, <laughs> so I've got most of them. And yeah, I don't know, I liked it. 
it was fun. I liked um the characters and like the friendship stuff and that whole theming and yeah, like it was definitely not an original movie like you guys mentioned a few times, but mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like it, I just had a fun time watching it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you don't have to justify enjoying something. Like, if you liked yeah, it, yeah. that's that's cool. I know. I'm just just saying. Yeah. My thoughts on it. Yeah. yeah. And and like people I watched it with all liked it. Like my mom liked it. She like she watched Parents of Us when we were kids. And my friends, uh, my two friends who I watched it with originally, who had never seen any Power Ranger stuff, both thought it was pretty enjoyable. So. Well, there yeah, you I don't go. know. All right. That's uh, fantastic. So the, the 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 sampling we have tells us that Power Rangers is huge in Canada. The movie, Everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Not, so, not so big in the U.S. Maybe, but yeah, yeah I got to really market toward that huge Canada audience. <laughs> I want to say, to well, I mean, the, the original show got banned there. Yeah, so that's why we, we, for Power Rangers content. Power Rangers star for the last. Wait, is that real? Twenty three years, and here we are. I don't know. Is it still banned in Canada, I don't or was that just like know. season two? No, it was. It was banned on our networks for a little yeah. bit. When we were kids. It, I don't it didn't it play on YTV is. anymore, which was the the one that mattered. But if we had cable, we had Fox, so we could keep watching it there. Yeah, was exactly. Basically, the thing. Yeah. I guess. I guess one thing I do okay. want to say about the movie is that Zach and Billy are my favorite characters, and also the train, the Trini stuff. Um, before I saw the movie, I was definitely in the camp of like they should have been explicit about it. But after I saw it, I was like, <sighs> yeah, I mean. I it was pretty much obvious what they were talking about, and like I remember being a bi teen and not being able to say it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got that feeling from her, you know? Yeah, that she she is definitely out, but she maybe just couldn't say it at that time. But I, I might be giving I might be giving them like too much credit though. Totally. Also, maybe, they, they, yeah. I think the real reason they did it was because like they couldn't. But I still felt natural to me the scene. Yeah. All right. Well, kind of pivoting off of that, you guys ready to bring back the fucking Morfac Newsminal? No. Yes. Talking about. Uh, do we Morfac have a fanfare for that? Oh, it is uh, some sort of combination of a morph, a fact, and a news <sighs> animal. Man, that yeah. pun is so tortured. You, it's that's, probably that's why banned I love it. It's under my Geneva baby. conventions. Sorry. Sorry. I, this, I, this I is, are you? Mike, you're not going to ask me if there's any Power Rangers related news in my life. <laughs> is there? I mean, I just spent a couple of weeks in the city where parts of season three and the movie were filmed. Oh, God. Did you just take you around to, to like, location spotting and stuff? No, uh, we didn't do the full tour, okay. but she um did say that if I could ever wrangle up the whole crew to go, she would. And here's the famous Everyone, quarry. Everyone's plan for that. Yeah, just pointing at the sky. <laughs> this is where they surfed on the clouds in the opening. That, that's the <laughs> sky. She, she, mentioned, she mentioned being able to pinpoint specific spots just like around the city. We're like, hey, I'm pretty sure that's where that was filmed. Yeah, that's always fun. If you watch any of the recent X-Men movies, I think starting with First Class, you will spot Montreal locations, and I could point them out to you because that's all shot in Montreal. Okay, so if I ever okay. go to Montreal, I'm going to demand the uh, X-Men tour. Yeah, I mean, the the stadium in the Days of Future Pass that Magneto like, lifts up off the ground, that's the Mon- Montreal Olympic Stadium where the Expo right, used I've, to play. Right, I've, I've heard of that. It's somewhat yeah. infamous. Yeah. Okay, so, more fact news, Manol. And I'm go- yes, I'm going to keep forcing that. It's my baby. Yeah, I love okay. it. I, 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 I have one fan. condition is that we bring over the fanfare with the clip of you just saying more fact news and right now and like make that. I the just theme. I just want to point out that we've somehow transposed the last part of it. So it's now like animal instead of nominal. <laughs> <laughs> more facts, animals. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's now a mascot of the show. 
Oh my god, I need to draw that. A mascot of Morphak Newsmanol. <laughs> and it has to be Animal from the there Muppets, please. There is a wizard's curse on the Morphak Newsmanol yeah. that prevents anyone from saying it the I'm, same way twice. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm trying so hard to start this segment. Uh, but here, let me let me let me give it a let me give it a little bit of a spin so that Eric can make a fanfare. Morphak Newsmanol. Great. There you go. Hold in your cord, Eric. What's the noise it nice. makes? Yeah, yeah, you uh, splice <laughs> yeah. in like a clip of Animal from the Muppets, and we're good to go. Morphic Newsman all! Bunny! All right. Of course. Give us your facts. Oh, okay, so... Two things. Uh, what I was trying to pivot to early or earlier, uh, Emily actually posted this on the Facebook group. Oh. Uh, there is a video. Um, it is from – there is a guy on YouTube called Rantasmo who does a series called Needs More Gay, which basically he just talks about gay and just general LGBT representation in media. Man, that's a good gig because you'll never run out of material because pretty much everything needs more gay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, basically. And he did a video talking about Power Rangers. Uh, he touched a little bit on the original series and mostly talked about the Trini scene in Power Rangers. It's a pretty good video. I'm not going to get into it because I would just be repeating what he said. And also, it's not really a long video to begin with, but it's very good and I recommend checking it out. The other bit of more fact news and mole we have is that uh, listener Jeff also posted on the Facebook. Uh, th- this is where we get a lot of our news at this point is just people sharing stuff with us on the Facebook. <laughs> Makes our job super easy. Yeah, it does. Uh, there are behind-the-scenes photos of um, Brian Cranston getting green screen for playing Zordon in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, yeah, and his head is in the full Zordon makeup from, like, the alien scenes. But, like, from the neck down, he's just in casual wear. Like, he's just wearing flannel. <laughs> so it's just a weird alien Zordon head. And he's just casually sitting in a chair, in a plaid shirt, like, reading the script, and it's kind of hilarious <laughs> to see. That's awesome. I need to check that out. Well, let's, let's all now take a minute to imagine Zordon listening to grunge from the 90s, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All right. <laughs> I just needed to imagine that. It's fine. We don't need to comment on it any further. Okay. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's it for, like, intro stuff. Are you all ready to get into the episode? Sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know. It's crazy. We should talk about Power Rangers, I think. It's a it's a wild, off-the-wall idea. <laughs> but so, we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 37, Forever Friends. <laughs> and we begin with Kimberly, as she often does, practicing gymnastics. Uh, unlike how she usually does it, does, does it <laughs> wow, unlike how she usually does it, she is... Not practicing on any kind of padding or equipment or anything. She's just kind of on the tile floor, and that's a little terrifying. Yeah, that, to be that seems dangerous. That's and this seems hard on your hands at the very least. Yeah, and, and through all these scenes, it seems like Amy Jo Johnson is really doing all those gymnastics moves, and it seems like a pretty big. Well, I was going to say union problem, but she's not unionized. We know that much, so I guess if she hurts <laughs> herself too bad, there's no way Haim Savan cared that much about actor safety. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but usually they at least have the pads for the gymnastic scenes. It's weird that they don't yeah. this time. Uh, but so Aisha is watching Kimberly practice, and they talk a little bit about the upcoming competition. And apparently Aisha is excited because the main competition that Kimberly is going to have is an old friend of hers from Stone Canyon High by the name of Shauna. Now, this is weird to me because 
ever since Aisha officially became a member of the team, they've just kind of been pretending that she's always been there. They just sort of, you know, it, it was just delete Trini, replace with Aisha. Yep. And now they're going back and actually acknowledging that Aisha is new to this school, and it's throwing me off. So does yeah. that mean there are actually multiple schools in Angel Grove? Yes, we've established uh, this. Well, no, this she, is went fine. To, she went to... No, I think she's from Stone Canyon. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, a they, separate They specify city. Stone Canyon oh, right. Yeah, which is, which is just Canyon. what they call that one rock that all the kids gather around. Yes. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What well, what she says she's from Stone Canyon High, she really means she's from the high stone in the canyon. It's pretty right, high yeah. up on top of the canyon. That's the stone. That's where she's from. Aisha's very excited to see her new friend and her old friend to ke- to compete to see who is the most flexible friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's just oh really excited to introduce her best new best friend to her old girlfriend, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There she seems wants, to be a little bit of that going on. She wants her girlfriend and her friend to get to get along because you know it's it's important for your your um your significant others to get along with your friends. Also, apparently, yeah. uh, this is going to be the new Green Ranger because she's wearing green a lot. Yep, she does. Yeah. She seems to be wearing more of a light blue to me. Maybe okay, that's maybe just the teal Ranger. Green. Fine, it's a turquoise ish. It's kind turquoise. Of color. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. 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 Or she could be the flo- floral Ranger. That's also possible. <laughs> yeah, because floral <laughs> Ranger that needs to be a thing now. <laughs> But so, Shauna shows up, and she's angry right out of the gate. Wow. It's good to see you again, Aisha. You don't seem to have a broken finger. So why don't you ever call? Come on, Shauna. I try to call you. We just keep missing each other. But whenever I call you, you're never home. Apparently, Aisha's been kind of a shitty friend and hasn't been keeping in touch with her. Which, you know, what was it, two episodes ago, she was telling someone that Kimberly was her best friend, even though they've just met. And Aisha just kind of seems That was actually, like, I don't know, like, maybe six or seven episodes ago Oh, yeah, that long, huh? Well, it was, whatever. The the point is... so it was last week. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, this is Shauna. She's jealous, basically. I really like like this exchange, because she's like, you know all mad at Aisha for transferring over, and Aisha's like, well, you know, I couldn't help that, which I think the show <laughs> intends to imply that, well, you know, my parents moved here, but... But that's not what happened. The fact that... No, because specifically, these three new Power Rangers transferred and then became right. new Rangers, so I assume Zordon somehow forced them to change <laughs> to the school. Well, I like how it kind of... I mean, it plays into your guys' like, headcanon of, of how they escaped Stone Canyon by winning like the Hunger Games, essentially, in that new <laughs> right. tournament. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't have a choice. Like, I... I won. I had to like. I got. I had a chance to get out, and I got out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would have made the exact same decision in my place, and you know it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my own escape, and you're best friends with the woman who stands in my way. <laughs> the I have to beat to earn my freedom. Oh man, give me that uh, show. I mean, they. We are. That's power. No, no I mean, give me the show where we're seeing it from the perspective of all the people in Stone Canyon trying to like get out, and the Power Rangers are this authoritarian force, yep. keeping them in line. Yep. And to kind of reinforce uh, our interpretation, uh, Kimberly's like, "Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to competing f- with you at the gymnastics thing." And Sean's just like, "We'll be competing for a lot more than that." Yeah. The actress <laughs> who plays Shauna gives some really good like facial expressions. Yeah, like, she's, she's she mean girling this teen, thing yeah. all the way up. And she even uh she even gives Aisha lines like, hmm, doesn't look like you broke your finger. 
So why do you never call? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, surprisingly, for this show that's so out of touch with teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the thing is that she's not really means-girling it, because mean girls, like, they are in a position of power. Like, they're like the popular right, no, she's girl. Just, no, she's just mad teen girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, she's coming from a, from a place of insecurity where she, like, thinks that she's losing her um, girlfriend to this, like, new girl. And that's what that's what I took the competing as thing yes. is not not our head cannon, obviously. I, I, I like a, how you're correcting our thing by saying no, actually it's like that, but you're still keeping your the canon that they are they were dating and she's jealous oh, now. Oh, that's that's I want both undeniable to, come to be on. thing here exactly. <laughs> listen, listen, Emily, Emily, listen. Your theory that this character is secretly gay is just. It's way too out there. It's way too crazy. No, 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 Our wait, 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 scorched that's earth, secret single about mega it. city after the apocalypse theory makes so much more sense. <laughs> wait, these aren't mutually exclusive theories. That's the joke. I, 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 was, I was about to say that this thing is like one of the most grounded, realistic theories we've come up with on this show so far. So this I mean, is way a, less unbelievable than everything else. It's not a theory so much else. as it's just reading like thinly veiled subtext. Right. Like, that and is almost that no. That was one hundred and ten percent accidental because this show was written by straight males in the mid nineties that had no idea of blah blah blah. But you who know. specifically were homophobics, right? Because yes. of what happened yeah. with Yoast. <laughs> explicitly on record homophobic, yep. right? Yeah. But it's like how Balkan Skull are very clearly and consistently gay. Like, yeah, yeah. they <laughs> although, can't help but keep writing these queer characters. You know, that's of the <laughs> although, author. Although they knowing how dudes like this narrative uh, tend on. to work, it would not surprise me if like they were homophobic. Up until it was ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can even yeah. then one hand, but you know, you know where the other hand is. Is all. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, anyway. God, Simon. Uh, so sp- speaking, you know of- what I'm saying. I know what yeah. you're saying. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So Zed super misreads this whole thing. Cause like yep. yeah, he's like watching it and he's like, oh, the Power Rangers are fighting, huh? And it's like, no, actually no. they are. No, it's not. So no, she's random other okay. person is fighting with them. <laughs> I can see how you're confused because there used to be a Green Ranger and Shauna is wearing green, but that's not what's going on here, Zed. <laughs> this is yeah. not dissension among the ranks. This is someone else. My favorite part about this whole sort of rivalry sequence is right after they cut to Zed and then go back to Kimberly and Shauna and Aisha, where Aisha, like, Shauna goes up to Aisha and starts getting in on her a bit more. And then Kimberly just, like, walks closer to the camera and then makes these amazing, <laughs> oh, God, please stop faces at this it. This is oh such a weird shot because they put Kimberly in the super foreground while the two people actually fighting are, like, blurred in the background and we're just getting, like, yeah. her reaction shots to it's, everything. It's genuinely yeah. one of the most funny things I've ever seen this show do. It's, it's very I mean, so it's very It was a very... <laughs> It was a very smart decision because, like, we've long established Amy Jo Johnson is the best actor on this show. I was going to say. And, and Far and away. I just want to mention, too, like, when you guys were talking about gymnastics being dangerous on the lonely, I'm like, oh, she's doing a handstand and she's pretty skilled. But then she just did, like, a flip with, like, yeah, no arms. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, holy flip. crap, if she fell, she would be so fucked. That, oh, that, my God. That, that's yeah. a, that, she would have broken her neck if that had gone wrong. Absolutely. Just put a blue uh. mat there. There are mats at the end of the episode. So I know you have them, Heim Saban. Don't hold out. Here, okay, no, let's let's be clear though. Like, if she had done that on a mat and flipped and screwed up, she probably still would have broken her neck because it's the impact True. that gets you. Not okay, the maybe. True, but, but it still more is a little, softly. I, probably, I got a little bit of a cringe there when she did that flip on the yeah. linoleum. But yeah. yeah. 
So it's it's worth mentioning though, since we're talking about uh, Amy Jo Johnson. Basically, on paper, if you just read the plot synopsis for this episode, you know, oh, Aisha's trying to reconcile her new friend and her old friend and try and get them to get along. You would think it was an, an Aisha focused episode. No, it's not. But it's it's very much not. This is a Kimberly yep. episode. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, because um, Aisha's whole thing is being disregarded by everyone all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so Kimberly goes to just leave the room and sort of leave Aisha and Shauna to sort out their shit. And then he's just like, no, wait, Kimberly, hold on. I want the two of you to get along. Why don't we go hang out in the park for a while? Hmm? Which was the same thing she did when she was trying to hook up uh, Adam and Scorpina. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was no, that was the card that Adam played on her. Which, so. which, by the way, you guys mentioned there like, oh, like how Aisha was like, oh, you should go. Why don't they just go to the prom together? It's because Aisha's gay. She doesn't want to go with Adam. Right. Like, that's why her and Adam are just friends. Right, but you See? can go with you can go with a friend to the prom if you don't have a date. Like that's it's true. It's true. But I just wanted to. I just wanted if to. If you want to feel very sad, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, that make that would make made me feel less sad than going alone. I mean, at that point, I just wouldn't go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Adam would have absolutely been glad to have been her beard. Like he definitely yeah. would have just yeah. covered for. Her. <laughs> it would have been kind of lonely so anyway <laughs> speaking of, uh, okay I'm not even going to try to come up with a transition for this so we cut to shop class apparently yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah and this is where all of the the, the dudes are this is where right. Tommy Rocky Adam right? and Billy are all the girls are doing gymnastics all the boys are doing shop Way to yeah go I was going to complain about that I do appreciate that they're apparently inept at it. It's the yeah. one thing they've ever shown yeah. to be bad at because they're yep. good at everything. <laughs> and I, Adam Adam kind of seems to come close. I think he has most of a birdhouse. Yeah, Tommy looks more like a dork. Yeah. What the fuck does Rocky think he's doing there? Okay. <laughs> Rocky is Rocky is doing the I don't want to be here but they're forcing me to do a project. I think he's making like a, a coat rack. Yeah. But yeah. The, the way he a... enters the scene, he has like a, a small thin saw in one hand and like a two by four in the other one. He puts it down no, on the table. A, no, he has, a, he has specifically a keyhole saw and a one by four. There you go. Someone knows more about shop than I do. And like he's holding it, not even stable on this table. And he wants apparently to, to start sawing it through a diagonal. Diagonally yeah, through he it. looks like he just grabbed a random piece of wood and a random like saw, and is like, "Well, I guess I'll just saw on this for a bit, and it'll like, look like I'm participating." Just they, see, they told <laughs> they told their their least actorly actor, just take this saw, take this piece of wood, do some do, stage do some shop, oh and just just <laughs> the second that the job. the second that the shop teacher doesn't run into frame going, no, 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 no. You just know that this is a okay. terrible shop class here's because the, there's no teacher. Yeah, no, here's the thing though, Simon. Yeah. Balkan scholar in this class. The shopkeeper right. teacher has long since abandoned the class for his own safety. <laughs> so one of them is going <laughs> to die at some point and then we'll have some stability because of Darwin, I guess. And then it's going to be better. That's, that's the way it's an objectivist shop teacher, basically. Yeah. The most amazing thing about this shop class is that somehow they have the resources available that Vulcan Skull can even attempt to make a jetpack. <laughs> oh, we'll get to My the shop pack. class totally had like metalworking stuff and like Did they have jet fuel? <laughs> yeah, the jet I mean jet we did work on Hold cars, up. so we had some fuel. Let's before we get to the jetpacks, there's a couple other things I want to touch on. Sure. One, all of all of the all of the people in this room uh, have safety goggles. Rocky's the only one wearing yep. his. 
and then the 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 the, the noise cancel canceling well, I mean, yeah, things Rocky's the red the he's gotta set the example actually skull's also wearing them all over his other goggles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really good that's a really good bit god okay question what the fuck <laughs> is going on with tommy's hair uh, it's, it's bad oh hair. God. There are his, there are layers lying. of bad hair here. <laughs> he he has a lot of it in a ponytail. Yep. Like a lot of the hair from the front is tied back, yep. but the hair in the back is not, and is flowing like from like it's over his shoulders. Actually, that kind of makes sense because like that's a safety thing when working with like shop equipment is you cannot yeah. have loose hair hanging in front of you. So but he only did half of it. Hang- but he does. Well, no. No, his, the, the stuff that would have been hanging in the front is pulled back. The rest is loose, which isn't great, but like he's following technically the letter of the <laughs> law right. He looks like he's it's trying to like, dress look. up to be an elf or something, but it's a really lazy elf. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Legolas um, cosplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It does look very Legolas. I just love like the last episode that Molly was on, she was going off about how bad Tommy's hair was, and then I ended up it, it brought back memories about my brother wanted to be like Tommy and he wanted to have like hair like Tommy and his oh, Tommy's no. hair is always <laughs> no, bad. Buddy, no. uh, so 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 I, I have kin then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, we know about Dustin's Dustin's unfortunate uh <laughs> Well, my brother never actually did it because we we both have super curly hair, and when his hair when his hair grows out, it just like poofs into like, right. Yeah, it just grows up. I I yeah. can relate. Yeah. So it, it didn't really ever work out for him. I went through with so my plans. Speaking of Tommy, like and shitty things, I love that when he holds up his project, it's just these two pieces of wood that kind of fall apart. Yep. Like, what were you even trying to make, buddy? I handed in a plank of wood for my shop class because I'm I I couldn't do it at all. Like I would, I just couldn't even get near the equipment. I would I was just too scared. I'd hurt myself. I never had shop <laughs> class. Oh, I kind of wish I had because I don't know how to build anything now. We yeah, were forced to do shop nice. class in seventh grade. Man, like, am I the only so, yeah. person who liked shop? I feel I mean, like I might have dug it if I'd had it, but I I, I didn't I'll have never a chance to like shop class. Yeah. And you know I'm I'm terrible with my hands, so I, it would probably have been a disaster anyway. But there we go. Dustin, did did they look at your hair and just decide not to let you well, in? Is that why? <laughs> no, we didn't have one. <laughs> no hippies think, in here. Okay, I just want to say, Joel, I think it's cool that you you were good at shop class and that you're an actual handy person because it's it's a useful tool to have. So yeah, I mean, like I you. built the shelf while my Power Rangers shit is on. Like, great, it's awesome. Besides, I couldn't have worn my hair long anyway when I was in high school because there were strict rules regarding how long a boy's hair could be. Right. Oh, oh fantastic. Jesus. Because I went to a private Christian mm. school. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, speaking of terrible things, so Bulk and Skull are just... they. Skull is also wearing a face mask, I want to point out, which is probably a good safety mo- move considering what they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So they're they've figured out that the Rangers know how to jet now. Like the Rangers can just fly. In case you forgot that, and they know oh, the name yeah. of it, as Eric pointed out on the chat. No way, geekoids. We're busy over here. You know, we heard about that new thing the Power Rangers do, jetting. So we are making our own jetpacks. Yeah. But these things will be able to catch up with them and finally find out who the Power Rangers really are. Yeah! Yeah! Come on, Skull! 
Let's go jetting! What? <laughs> this canonical new power that they have, which must have happened on an episode I missed, because when it happens later this episode, oh. I was like, "What?" I. It was. It was on the one. Ep- it was. It was on the one of the few episodes that I've been on is when they learn how to right. jet. So that's yeah, it happened. Was, to me. It was the middle part. <laughs> it was the middle part of the power transfer, and that was. Oh, it. okay. So that that's was the a while only other ago. time this has happened. Yeah, like that was literally the only thing that happened in that episode was hey jetting. All right. But anyway, so the Power Rangers, they can just here's. So here's the dumb thing about that, okay? In that episode, they actually try and justify narratively why they would fly instead of just teleporting. And it's the was that the Rangers didn't know where the monster was, so they were going to fly around and look for it. Right, you can't teleport if you don't have a destination in mind. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. And But there's no reason for that here. No, absolutely <laughs> They just fly not. because. They just fly to justify Balkan Skull's stupid, stupid plan. So here's the thing, Zordon <laughs> licensed the whole jetting, like, technology, and if he doesn't use it every so often, he uses the rights <laughs> the, to the it. The rights revert back to Disney, and then they never get it back. <laughs> Disney. Oh, yeah, Mickey oh, Mouse God. used so, to be a huge jetter, didn't you know? I have no well, idea. Well, I mean, the Rocketeer was a Disney movie. That That's, that, yeah, oh, okay, shit. whatever. Yeah, that's as far as I can take this joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... So Bulk and Skull have built their own jetpacks, and I love their makeshift helmets. By the way, it's yeah, they're, they're really good. Yep, they're they're mob buckets with shit on. I them. I love that they made makeshift helmets. Like you think Bulk and Skull of all people, like they, ah, they, safety, who cares? That, but that's like, they an took okay this shop project. Enough. Actually, they seem to have welded goggles into a hole into like mob buckets and glued a bunch of shit on top <laughs> of it. Also, uh, Bulk's is labeled B one, and I assume Skull's is S two. Oh, it's B2, and they're cosplaying as the bananas in pajamas? I don't know. Well, B is for bulk. (laughs) That's a deep It would be, but like Skull might be bulk too, because maybe bulk mandated that Skull had to be B2. Or Skull says T1, because it's top and bottom. Oh, maybe. Maybe Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or maybe B1 stands for best one, and then Skull says W1. I don't know. It could be a hundred things when you think about it. But anyway, so we get this thing where they attempt to fire off the rockets, and what actually okay. happens I want to point something out that... here. Okay, yes, these things don't function as jetpacks, but the fact that Balkan Skull built something this complicated yep. that nominally works, like, it didn't blow up, it actually, like, shoots out fire and pushes them around, yep. it's just not enough to give them liftoff, like... Yep. They did an amazing well, sh- thing here. It shoots out I was going to say, some, to someone fair. mentioned, like, jet fuel, like, how they get jet fuel, but they didn't, because they don't work. They don't fly. So I think they're just yeah. using, like, I mean, it looks like fireworks. Right, yeah, honest. like, they just don't have enough combustion to actually get the liftoff they need. Like, they built a mostly working, like, uh, engine of some sort, and that is crazy for these two. So what actually physically happens in the real world, though, is that Jason, Harvey, and Paul Schreier run around in sped-up footage with fireworks shooting out of this thing on their back. They they have, like, sparklers shooting at their butts, which had to be... Like, that is unbelievably dangerous. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. That, like, they, kids around this time of the year, like, die from yep. bullshit like this. And they, they end this scene by jumping into a pile of dry hay, which... Whoa, which is okay. just in the yeah. middle of the park for no yeah, reason. First of all, <laughs> also what, fire when, hazard? how did a farmer just forget forget this here on his way? We get we get mooing cow sound yes. effects. Where are the cows? Disembodied yeah, cow is that, sounds. Is that just for our entertainment or is that diegetic? 
hold on, disembodied ca- is the park haunted by dead cows? Yeah, ghost Cow- cows. Yeah, cows. <laughs> cows that en- cows enter the park and never leave it because there's no exit. And yeah, so their spirits, their spirits like wander the park endlessly. The souls of all the cows that died in a totally reprised world haunts the Power Rangers park. <laughs> yeah, that makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> or, or it's there because there's a tree nearby that's a sink point, and an assassin needs to use that hay bale to escape after sinking the map oh, of the Jesus. park. Jesus, <laughs> Ezio just pops out of there after yep. they show up. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was a portal to the cow dimension from Diablo. Yeah, or that. That's another video game reference. Video Anybody games. got another one? No, not really. Uh, uh, Jim, Mario's maybe. hat can take over people. I don't know. That's not hay. He could whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he could probably take over hay. I think he takes over like an animal. He could. He could. That hat can do anything. Oh, that's such a cool hat. Okay. So what? What God. if he? What if he just takes over another hat? What if, yeah, what if Then that? he gets all the powers of being a hat. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's another one of those, like, mind control hats and he controls that one? What, what happens then? It's weird. Then a, a mind control black hole form. What if Mario puts his hat itself. down on the ground? That he, does he become the Earth? <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, that's where that. Yeah, that's where that spaceship thing that looks like his face in Galaxy comes from. <laughs> ah, so the Mass Effect blue it, it, it all makes sense now. The canon is finally I'm... complete. Mario, the living planet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure giving the Earth itself sapience was an episode of Pinky and the Brain. Great. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I would feel really bad about giving the Earth sapience because it's going to realize how much we've fucked it up and like be incredibly depressed. Yeah, and yeah. try to kill us, like in the happening. <laughs> I mean, that's it's already it's going to be doing that anyway. So, yeah. yeah do we really want to live an M Night Shyamalan movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I it's, do not. It depends on which one. I think. Well, we're describing the happening right now. That's the one. It's mm. very I, bad. I mean, I was gonna say I don't want to live in a world with that much Mark Wahlberg, but I guess we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We cut to the park. Yeah, where Kimberly is having uh, a really awkward couples counseling session. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Like, oh, yeah, she's my trying God, to work you're right. these people through their problems. So, um, how long have you guys known each other? I think we met in second grade. No. We've known each other since the first grade. I can't believe you don't remember. So I'm off a year. That doesn't change our friendship. Seems like it has. I mean, look at the framing. Look at the framing of this in the body language. Like, yep. I know. Also, they got they, they went to the grocery to get some fruit and sandwiches for a picnic on the way there. Apparently, that must have been awkward. It's either that or in Angel Grove, like picnic spots are just automatically set up with a variety of healthy foods. <laughs> they're, they're catered. If one of the only two like physical locations in your town is an infinite park, you'd better believe that like. People selling like picnic supplies in like vendor carts are going to be a thing. I, I thought you you were going to say by law of averages there has to exist a picnic table that has a picnic already on it, ready for anyone to come and take. Well, I mean that too. Like if you're talking about <laughs> infinity, yeah, all things must exist within the park. Yeah, <sighs> including a hay bale. It makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that, like, there's celery and, like, radishes and stuff, like, in the front of this thing. Like, they're yep. clearly, like, leaning into their, hey, this is a kid's show. Let's teach kids that healthy food is good. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of them ever yeah. eat the celery, so. There's nothing I like more at a picnic than just chomping on raw radishes. This is great. 
Yeah, it's fruits, vegetables, bread. There's nothing to drink here. It's just kind of, yep. you know, I, I hope you like eating white <laughs> bread and bananas. There's an orange. You can, Boy, like, do squeeze I. the orange into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sean is getting real mad at Aisha for sort of misremembering fairly minor details about their friendship. Aisha's just like, oh, I've known Shauna since second grade. And Shauna goes, it was the first like, grade. Here's the thing. Like, Aisha you didn't even monster. say it confidently. She was like, oh, I don't know, around second grade. Like, you know, it's been so long, I can't remember the exact year. Like, Well, to be fair, they're supposed to be, what, 16? It's been, like, 10. So it's not whatever. There were kids. Dude, Who I, don't, cares? I yeah. don't remember things I did last month, much less yeah, 10 you're years right. ago. You're right. I don't remember what I was doing at the start of this episode. I, I, I'm trying to think of <laughs> friends I met a decade ago, and you're right. I couldn't tell you if I met them in 2005 or six. That's right. Impossible. Like for me, the equivalent would be like people I met in college, and I couldn't tell you what year of college most of those happened. Yeah. Okay. So this is where Zed enacts his plan, and it's a dumb plan because <laughs> yeah. it's a Zed plan. Yep. Of course. Uh, Goldar comes down and kidnaps Shauna and Kimberly. Wait, hold on. Before that, something extremely important. Because when we cut to Zed, he's like, I'll speed this breakup by capturing the Pink Ranger and Shauna. How will that help us, Master? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good question, Goldar. Also, I love that he uses the term breakup. Yeah, he says it in a um, sort of a cloying manner, as is his, you know, function these days. But in, like, the subtitle form, it definitely reads way more snarky. Yep. Yeah, and Goldar kind of <laughs> gives a half-hearted, yeah, sure, Master, great idea. It, it only seems like it's going <laughs> to yeah. hurt his cause, because if, like, the two people are kind of feuding for the affection of a third party, if you, like, imprison them together and create a sense of camaraderie yeah, among like, them, that's, that's going to reconcile them. This is the that's exact really same stupid, plan that the other guys. rangers would come up with to resolve this as well. Let's trap <laughs> right. them in a room together so they work out their differences. Exactly. So, what I thought was going to happen the first time I watched this episode, I thought that Zed was... Because I still thought this was an Aisha episode at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought Zed was going to put Aisha in one of those situations where, like, here's Kimberly in danger over here, yeah. and here's Sean in danger over here. Choose, Spider-Man! You know, <laughs> right. that kind of shit. But that's not what happens. I do love that... Um, So, like, oh man, Goldar! And uh, even, um, even New Girl is like... Oh hey, I've seen this monster on the news, and like Goldar has to be thinking, "Oh God, it must be so nice to actually be like, you know, feared again." <laughs> Goldar's just like ready to pull out a, like a, a pen to give autographs. Yeah. Or I, I like to imagine that she just saw Goldar's late night talk show, and he's like commenting on the news. This is just my imagination; it's not based on any, any reality. Oh it's God! Just funny to think about. I want to watch a version of Space Ghost Coast to Coast that has Goldar instead. <laughs> yes. So, who's Goldar's band leader that he banters with? Uh, uh, Finster. It's got to be yes. Finster, yes. right? <laughs> uh, you guys okay, yeah, have an idea. Man, I miss Finster. Back. We haven't seen him in a long goddamn time. I mean, yeah. he doesn't. That's because he around, doesn't. But... He doesn't have a job with Zed right now because Zed doesn't need him. Uh, speaking of Zed, so Zed apparently just really does not understand how his enemies work. Yeah, <laughs> because as soon as soon as Kim and Shauna are gone, Aisha's like, "Oh God!" Uh, she she tries to contact the Rangers on the communicator, and she's like, "Oh no, they can't hear me. They're in shop class. Things must be too loud there. I'd better go tell them in person." And Zed just he's like, "Oh, this is perfect. She'll get there and she'll tell the other Rangers what happened, and they'll be mad at her for not doing anything to stop Goldar." <laughs> yeah, that makes it's no so sense. perfect. Oh no. Tommy, guys, I need you to come in. 
can't hear me. They're probably still at the shop. We gotta get to them. The disintegration of the rages begins. Let's see how the others feel when they discover she did nothing. <laughs> I'm like, when I heard that, I'm like, what? That better not actually happen. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> and it doesn't happen because, of course, it doesn't. I know. That's, that's stupid logic even doesn't. for Power Rangers. Like, guys, something horrendous has happened. Goldar's kidnapped Kimberly, my best friend Shauna. Oh, man, we better get to the command center. What? They banded together. Like, I, I, I like <laughs> that the implication that Zed just doesn't understand as the single thing about friendship and that's kind of like the undercurrent of this whole thing but it just kind of makes yeah. him look a li- like a complete idiot in this I mean, which, just, which isn't a new look for him so no, i don't have a problem no, no, with no. that yeah yeah i feel like the whole relationship that goldar and zed have in this episode that kind of continues throughout is that goldar like his his favorite manager got fired and now he has to deal with the new manager who's way shittier <laughs> Oh no, he he liked Zed for better than Rita first. Right. Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing, Simon. It was like he hated his old manager originally because yep. she was his manager, and like yep. he just resent the boss. And he was like, "Oh, good, somebody new. This is going to be great." Then he realized, "Oh no, this guy sucks. Way worse. I was way better off with the old one." Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just kind of like going along with things because he knows if he dis- if he actually tries to use logic on the dumb manager, the manager will just cut his paycheck. Yeah, so Aisha gets to the shop class, and and she just goes, hey, everybody, Zed kidnapped Kimberly and my friend Shauna, and they're like, oh, fuck, well, okay, let's go save them. Right, and so, <laughs> and Zed's like, just- yeah, we, we find out that this wasn't the show coming up with a really dumb idea. Like, the joke is on Zed here, because yeah. his, his exact quote to this is, what? They've banded together? <laughs> I kind of wish like it just there's... got to him going, oh, Oh, God, and this, throwing his his arms up in the air, and just Goldar in the background going, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I, I feel like there's no way this isn't supposed to be a joke. I, I, like, no. Because it's got like, it, it's almost like a cutaway joke, where he says like the thing that's going to happen, and then the, it cuts to like the thing not happening, yeah. and then immediately his reaction. <laughs> yeah, like, no, this it, was intentionally written as like Zed not understanding how hu- the human emotion of friendship <laughs> works. Like, yeah. I don't know though, because like the writers usually don't. They're trying to they're trying to make Zed like intimidating, right? The, well, so, no, I mean, they like, scaled that back a bunch after parents complained yeah. about him being too. Yeah, okay. yeah. he's been a fully for back so into goofy Zed mode, and he's gonna stay that way forever. If this is supposed to be a joke, it's a really good joke, and I laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Joel, I want you to know that I caught that, and I hate you for okay, it. Okay, thank you. I didn't catch it. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I think you'll find out eventually. Anyway, so we cut to the only cave that kidnappies ever get sent to. <laughs> the only cave in Angel uh, Grove. Wait, did we mention that yeah. Zed went, okay, fuck it, uh, monster oh, yeah, time? No, yeah, he- we did not. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to zap this, I don't know, yeah. saw? This saw is going to make a great monster. Boom, monster. <laughs> to be fair, it is a pretty good-looking monster. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I wish it got to do something. Yeah, yeah same. Once again, mm-hmm. Die Ranger has some pretty fucking cool monster designs that we just waste on this show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, he, I think he calls it the Jaws of Destruction. Which yeah. was a missed opportunity because it should have been the Jaws of Death as a play on Jaws of Life. But they can't say death. I think that's what they were going yeah. for, but then they couldn't say the word death. death. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, I know about the Fox Kids, like, code or whatever. I just don't care. Yeah. I, okay. I don't like this monster name. It's it's too too much of a mouthful. It should be punchier, like 
saw something. Saw seesaw. I don't know. I can. I, I can. I could come up with something better than this in half an hour, maybe. Sawtooth is real. Sawtooth good. is great. Yeah. Anywho, so we cut to the cave, and there's there's the spike pillars that the cave always has when people need to be trapped inside a force yep. field, and the force field is pink because Kimberly. Yep. And so Shauna and Kimberly start having a bit of a heart to heart. And Shauna's like, man, It takes them Kimberly, about five seconds, and all it takes is Kimberly says, well, don't worry, we'll figure something out. And Shauna's like, wow, you're so fucking cool. And yeah, that's it, yeah. I feel like Shauna's the kind of person who attaches to people very easily when they're yeah. nice to her. And I mean, they give a, a reason bit. for that. With, she's got like, abandonment issues and yeah. stuff. So she develops, you know, feelings for other people very fast. She's borderline, basically, is what we're saying. Well, that's that's kind of the thing is Shauna starts expressing how afraid she is to lose someone. That's why she's worried about losing Aisha. Yeah. And Kimberly immediately starts talking about her parents' divorce. Yep. Yeah. Like it is zero to sixty, we're talking about divorces. <laughs> and like Kimberly gives her this whole pep talk about how, like, well, yeah, just because my dad left doesn't mean he didn't love me, you know? And I'm just thinking, you know what, Kimberly, speaking from experience, sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm, also yeah. apparently the like, there's some that force field that's on. Um, also, just completely destroys film because the scene oh, yeah. is literally unwatchable for a bit. Hey, question: Are all parents divorced yeah. in Power Rangers, and that's why we never see them in their children's no, lives? No, Jason's parents no, are together. J- just Kim's. Just Kim's. Uh, okay. uh, I, right. I, I'm pretty sure we've seen all of the uh, original Rangers' parents. Yeah, there was a there together. was a parents' day yeah. at one point, and yeah. like oh, Jason's right. dad was arm wrestling people and stuff. Right? I totally forgot about that. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it was weird because uh, Kimberly's stepdad was played by a man who played her uncle yep. in a different yep. episode, and he was wearing <laughs> green, so we all assumed it was Tommy's dad. It was the whole thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, good yep. stuff. But so uh, Shauna confesses that her parents were also divorced, and they bond over that. And it's tough when you think you lost someone. When my parents got divorced. I felt really abandoned for a long time. Your parents are divorced. So are mine. Wow. I felt that way too. Maybe I still do. Whenever anyone close to me leaves, it always reminds me of my dad leaving. Me too, at first. But you know what I discovered? Is that my dad loves me just as much even though I don't see him all the time. Just because someone moves away doesn't mean you've lost them. That's kind of the scene. It takes like 30 seconds because Power Rangers. And we cut back to the command center. And Zordon does his usual thing of being like, hey, listen, I know your friends are in trouble, but also there's a monster. So that's kind of the bigger issue. And it's the most dangerous monster ever again this time. Yeah, like at this point, he said that so often that it doesn't have any meaning. Yep. Every monster is the most dangerous monster ever. And so Tommy does. Tommy's basically just like, look, I'll go save uh, Kimberly and, and your friend. You all go fight the monster. Look, I'm the only one who could conceivably actually face this monster in existing footage, so I'm not going to be anywhere near that fight. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. But Tommy tries to give Aisha, like, a, a bit of a pep talk because he's the leader, and I'm just realizing this, like, because Tommy's kind of a shitty leader because most of the time he's just sort of not around doing anything. Like, he'll show up when the fights happen, 
But this is like the first leaderly thing he tries to do is like give Aisha a pep also, talk. Also, he's getting real handsy with Aisha. Well, yeah, that a and b. It's not a very good pep talk because in spite of in spite of his new cooler like I'm the White Ranger demeanor he's had lately. When it comes time for him to like speak with emotion or trying to comfort someone, yeah. he like reverts to his old sad Tommy voice. Oh yeah, he's voice. still an, like, he's still like, an <laughs> awkward, awkward little dude. It's like, Don't worry, Aisha, we'll get her back. I promise. Alice, it's Aisha. Oh right, sorry. <laughs> right. I just imagine I, Alice doesn't live here anymore. I, I think Aisha says something like, "Yeah, go save our girlfriends." <laughs> like she doesn't say that, but that's what I imagine. Like, yeah, because it happens to be both of their girlfriends that are captured. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you keep you keep burning that that torch there um you keep i'm you, gonna do you'll, it you'll get there someday I'm gonna do it we'll get there <laughs> yeah i believe in them i agree i just haven't said anything since my bit about that is coming up near the end i mean the subject oh, is buried wait. like under a sheet of paper so it's fine it's we can all just go there straight away it's it's very thin but she does have a line where she's like Go save them, Tommy, or something like that. Yep. And I just, yeah, I just added the girlfriend's part in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, this whole rescue plot is completely original footage. There's no reason it couldn't have been Aisha that goes to liberate, free her friends, which is what they've been implying or something. Could have given her something to do very easily, but no, it has to be Tommy that goes there. It's ugh. Because whenever it's a solo ranger, it's always Tommy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also an extra couple little bits later on that kind of makes sense why they went with Tommy and we'll get to them. Yeah. But so So they morph. The Rangers do some fucking jetting. Yep. They yep. morph and they do some, Switch, they, yeah. they fly like fucking it just cuts Superman. To them flying like Superman over Balkan Skull who look at them <laughs> and gasp. It looks so awkward. <laughs> it's it's real dumb. Yep. It's like here's the thing. This is far from the worst special effect in the show, but this is maybe the dumbest yep. special effect yep. in the show. It is so stupid. So they fly by Bulk and Skull, and Bulk and Skull are like, oh, crap, that's them. Let's go. Let's go. Hit right, the jets. Despite the and fact the that jets... they have not fixed these jetpacks at all, and they yep. know how it's going to work. Yep. They just yeah. get so excited, Joel. They just can't help themselves. You, you gotta try. <laughs> I mean. So the jets do a bad job, and they spin around, and they bump into each other and fall down, and you get cartoon sound effects, and it's actually pretty funny, but it takes like 10 seconds. <laughs> so then we move on. And... So we get the the every so we get uh the four rangers that are not uh Cam or Tommy standing in the quarry and they confront uh what fucking what was it Jaws of Destruction I I keep I it's really throwing me off because I'm so used to the monster names just being fucking something head just, just mm-hmm. call him the monster it's, it's a really <laughs> awkward yeah. name because it's like a whole right. title yep yeah but like at the same time I actually appreciate it because like it's the most creative monster name we've had maybe all season <laughs> yeah that's true. But so they go to fight, and he's just like, oh, ha, 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 well then, this is season two, so I'm just gonna throw some putties at yep. you. And then, you know, they fight but, some putties. Yeah, and- we get one of the least, like, interesting putty fights I've seen in a long time, to be honest. Yep. Like, oh, I thought it was alright, yeah. but fair enough. No, no, it's alright, but that's it. It's just mm. alright. Normally there's some, like, really interesting, like, choreography to talk about. Well, there's some interesting slow-mo. We get, yeah. we get slow-mo putty running, mm-hmm. which is... Maybe the the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, that is pretty good. Yeah. Also, I guess they're finally comfortable with letting Rocky actually be the fucking Red Ranger because he gets to give all the one-liners in these scenes. The problem is... They shouldn't. He's really, really bad at one-liners. <laughs> and I'm not even just talking about Steve Cardenas' delivery. Like, 
they are they are really bad lines. Listen, you tool shop reject. Any friend of yours is an enemy of mine. Yeah, Billy actually gets the only good line in this fight, which is when you when will you guys ever learn? So all of the Rangers in the show have delivered terrible one-liners throughout the course of this series yeah. so far. Like mm-hmm. just all of them. But I think Rocky might be the worst mm-hmm. at it. I do love the rock song that plays during this fight scene. Oh, though. I love this song. It's great. It, it made yeah, me call all the five for call one. The five for That's one. kind of their go-to like fight music yep. uh, during this part of the season, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's a second bit of putty fight for Tommy, and that actually is great because it cuts to two putties, like a bunch of putties standing in the background with their arms mm-hmm. crossed, like they're in some sort of music video, and they're then like two putties stepping. in the front. Yeah. Yep. And Tommy's doing the live. I was gonna say they're they're trying to march like like clockwork soldiers is what I thought they were going for. Yeah, it looks yeah, it's it's more clockwork than goose step because their arms are just kind of stiff at their sides. They aren't doing the full Heil like yep. yeah. thank God. <laughs> and Tommy's doing the live action Ninja Turtles thing where he has Sabah out and he doesn't use it at all. Not once in, in this whole fight. He just kicks and punches with his other arm. Just ah, slash a putty. They usually let them hit their ad- enemies with swords in this show, so it's kind of weird. Okay, yeah. he also kicks one well, putty into another putty, so they're like full body hugging, and then they will have to waddle off together. Yep. <laughs> it's really good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But the thing is, Tommy doesn't need to use Saba because, okay, listen, putty's jobbing is just a part of the show. Like, that's just how this works. Putties get beat up all the time. Yep. This is the worst job the putties have ever done at holding their own in a fight. Tommy kills seven of also, them it's, in about 15 also, seconds. Also, it's especially like sad for them because it's Tommy. Normally, two or three putties kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, only if they can grab his bag and he's morphed, so he's, he's fine. He should be fine. Which is why yeah, he takes no a saber out to metaphorically put a hand behind his back because by not using his sword, he's actually lim- limiting himself and showing the, the putties that he's not afraid of them. So this is like all psychological warfare, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Do you think that maybe one of his new powers he got when he upgraded from green to white is, and th- with this power, your ability to remember to bring your communicator <laughs> will be enhanced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've seen him forget it. But he only gets he only gets those powers when he's morphed though, so he'll remember to have his communicator on him when he's in suit. When he's in his suit where he doesn't need it. Yep. <laughs> so Tommy runs into the cave with uh Kimberly it's a and really Shauna. Goofy shot. Yep. It is really goofy watching him yeah, run into the cave. Yeah, the way he's cave. running and he's like the camera's lingering, it's not following him, so he's just like going off into the distance with this goofy, like, I'm wearing an uncomfortable suit run. <laughs> So he gets in there, and Sean is like, the White Ranger. (laughs) So she's by, I guess, which is cool. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Cool. More power to her. Exactly. Um, Representation. But, like, everyone everyone has to act like the White Ranger is so dreamy. Well, and Kimberly's, Kim's, like, I want to say half playing it up, because she's probably actually really happy to see Tommy, but, like, she's doing the whole, ooh, and, like, sort of fanning herself (laughs) or whatever. Oh, boy, the White Ranger, my favorite ranger. <laughs> the White Ranger is so dreamy, and and Kim's just like, yeah, you don't know the half of it, baby. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> oh god. So Tommy uses Saba and cuts open the force field temporarily yeah, like to get Shauna out. Yep. If Shauna had been any slower going through that, there, we would have had two Shaunas. Oh god. 
And he, God, he, wait, did you, did you think the halves would grow back into two? Oh new no, no, shots? no! It would be two, like it would be like two, like dead chunks of teen. Okay, oh, I was gonna say it, it's a well-known fact that Shauna's are salamanders. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was gonna go with starfish. <laughs> All these animals that grow back from halves. Yeah. So, man, I wish we could do that. I anyway, wish we could do that. Yeah. So, Shauna gets out, and then she turns around. And is like, oh no, Kimberly's trapped. And Tom's just like, don't worry, uh, we'll teleport you home, don't worry, I'll save Kimberly, you you just get out of here. I have a feeling Kimberly will be just fine. Wink. Yep. Yeah. Wink. Yeah, yeah. he winks so at Kimberly actually Tommy winks. It's, it's pretty but good. the look she gives Kim there, I think she like even bites her lower lip at one point, it kind of no, looks that's like. that's later, that's later. <laughs> I know, because yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> I thought it happens here, I'm pretty sure. Oh, does it? Shana quite understandably does not want to leave Kimberly behind. Partly because, like, that's a scary thing to do to a person you were trapped with, and partly because it's... Yeah, it's a crush. I'm, I'm on board, Em. They're, they're totally in love. Like, those looks they give each other here. Yeah, it's that like... wink is, like... It's easy to read into that wink. Let's just put yep. it that way. Well, I got the yeah. feeling she was winking at Tommy, like, to let him know, I'll nope, be fine, nope, just nope, go. Nope. Okay. Nope. I mean, I just know so... Sean is definitely not... She's just she's just biting her lower lip because she likes Kim. That's there's no like yeah. Oh, Shauna's yeah, the, okay. All right, I, got I mean she spent five minutes Kimberly in a cave was. with Kimberly, so Look, she's they in love bonded with her over now. having divorced parents. Like, what right. more do you need? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Of I don't think Shauna needs a lot to bond to people. To be no. Honest. So so Tommy's just like, hey Alpha, teleport Shauna home, and Shauna's like, but wait, what about Kimberly? And then Tommy's just like, nope, fuck you, just do it, Alpha. And then Shauna. I gets do teleported like that if you're out. a superhero, nobody questions you knowing their name. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I <laughs> love true. Tia. She's like, Kimberly, I can't leave without you. And then Amelia gets teleported away. Like, no other, yep. like, it's okay. She just gets teleported away. Well, yeah, I mean, like she doesn't have a choice in the matter, ultimately. <laughs> yep. I and then we've, we've talked before about how kind of unsettling it is that Alpha can just teleport anyone against their will at any time. Well, I think Tommy does it because it's white. Well, well, no, the, this is also like the default color for a non ranger to teleport. Right. Oh, we've it? seen this before. Okay. Yeah. We also skipped over a really short moon scene where Zed tries to put this on Goldar and Goldar well, no, tries no, to defend himself. No, no, that's what's happening right now. Is yeah. okay. So after, as, as yeah, we're about to get to okay. that. So I Kimberly morphs. Well, no, 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 yeah. Kimberly morphs after the scene. So yeah, it just goes to Zed saying, "Goldar, never send a putty to do your work," which is like that's what you tell him to do every week is take putties <laughs> and fuck with them, <laughs> right? But so then Kimberly morphs yep. and breaks the force field herself, and this time it breaks no, for good. Like, Goldar actually even says, no, dude, it wasn't my fault, and Zed's like, yep. no, I don't care. I'm gonna blame I'm the you boss, anyway. so I get to yeah. delegate blame as I wish, so it's your fault. I said so. Yeah. So Kimberly punches and kicks the force field away once she's morphed, which is pretty great. So after Tommy and Kimberly escape the cave, uh, Goldar shows up, and Tom just goes, hey, Kim, listen. The other rangers could probably use your help. I can handle Goldar. Really, he's a pushover. Believe me, I got this. <laughs> yep. And she's just like, you know what? You're right. Actually, Later. she says he can handle Buckethead, which I think means Goldar has run in several um, UK elections. Yeah, and or he's really upset about the uh, the breakup of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. 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 
I, sh- I just think okay. it's funny because like Vulcan Skull had buckets on their heads earlier, and like is Tommy trying to transpose the insult to Goldar somehow? But he's thinking about Vulcan well, Skull. Well, Goldar wears weird. a du- big dumb helmet, so bucket. I mean, kind of makes sure, sense. but it doesn't look like a bucket. It's it's weird. This actually is not the first time Tommy has called Goldar bucket. Well, see, Simon, I think that's Simon, his new name. Okay. The, the point of the insult isn't that yes, the thing you're wearing looks like a bucket. It's saying your helmet is so stupid it only it only is useful as a bucket. Like, all right, it's supposed sure. to be derogatory. Okay, I'll stop over Are we analyzing the f- calling someone a buckethead? Is that what's happening I now? I mean, you've of course known we us are. Okay, but enough. Goldar's helmet doesn't look like it would make a very good bucket because it has these holes in it, and okay. Oh right, so god. it's a I shitty bucket. That makes it even more oh of an insult. God. Yep. Oh my god, we are, we are spiraling down the drain yep. right now. Anyway. Yeah, this so... is a low point for the show. <laughs> Kim teleports to the other fight. And Aisha actually gets knocked down and is apparently actually about to lose to Putties, which that doesn't that doesn't reflect well on you, Aisha. I'm just saying. Um, Adam even gives a bit of a dramatic Aisha, no! <laughs> but then Kim shows up and saves Aisha, and it's it's dramatic and cute and all that jazz. Yep. Uh, and Aisha asks where Shauna is, and Kimberly re- assures her that Shauna is safe. And then we get the bit where the Rangers are finally theoretically ready to fight the monster. And Adam, Adam calls him a sawtoothed turkey head. <laughs> so I, I want to say that so I he's don't also see bad it. at one-liners. I get the sawtooth part, but turkey head. Wait, is is the yeah. only thing anyone can think to call anyone in the Power Rangers universe something head? Because it's I mean, every monster yeah, name. It's every at. insult. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say yeah. that you guys mentioned the choreography and the fight not being super good. There's one part here, which I kind of like, where it shows like. Um, Adam fighting some putties, and then it goes forward, and it shows Billy, and then it shows like Rocky in a kind of like three person. It's a very common like fight yeah, it, shot, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I it, like the camera too. like pulls away, they and put they come in on more the... than the minimum eff- amount of effort into that shot, and I always appreciate how they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Zed has this really great line as he decides to grow the monster because the putties are done, and we absolutely cannot fight a monster at normal size under any circumstances. And he yells, let's see how these costume cut-ups do against him when he's retooled. And then I died. Uh, and I'm I'm a ghost. Tool. I'm ghost hosting the podcast. Get it? Like tools? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a saw? That, ca- yeah. that can't be the worst joke you've ever heard on this podcast. That's Joel not the is worst here. joke Mike has made on this podcast. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not, but, like, it's still... Uh, <laughs> Look, if it was uh, coming from somebody else, it would be worse, but that sort of lame joke is so perfect for Zed. So, it k- kind of getting... like, So he grows, and they, or they're about to summon the monster, and, again, Rocky kind of being the Red Ranger now, but also being really bad at it, the line he gives is, it's you who's in for a good shellacking. Shellacking. <laughs> okay, points, points for using, like, yeah. shop talk, but, like... Nothing to do with the sword, buddy. Yeah, like, he's not <laughs> fighting a grout monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but did you see Rocky in shop class? He's doing his best there. <laughs> yeah, I think he's actually... I think he was actually doing better than everyone else. Just in terms of what he had managed to make. He just didn't know how to... No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anyway. that we have any evidence he made that coat rack. I think he found a coat rack and decided to yeah. saw on it a bit. Yep. I'm gonna turn it into yeah. art by cutting a piece of it off. Yeah. So so then they summon the Zord, and I skipped ahead a minute and a half on Netflix. Well, yep. 
I wanted to say that like so. I think it pays. Okay, it pays off not to watch this show every week because like at the Zord forming part and the song kicking in, I was actually singing along to it and having a lot of fun. It's a super, it's a super hype sequence. I pretty much sing along every time because I really like this version of the main team, especially when it goes sai yeah 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 yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, absolutely, it's really good. I completely forgot how awkward the name for the Yellow Ranger Zord is to say. Oh, it takes forever. It's like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we've actually commented on yeah. it before. Like, everyone gets the same amount of time to say their thing. So she has to, like, jam that into, like, two seconds. Yep. And how many takes that took? <laughs> God, you know what? Whatever it was, they took the first one, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, well, it's not bad then for a first take. <laughs> yeah. I want Aisha to come up to Zordon and be like, can we just call it Smilodon? That's the same. It's another word for Sabretooth Tiger, and it just, it's, it's going to save me so much time. Why do they need to still call out the old Zord names? Just accept that they're new now. They need to turn back into the, their old selves and back every episode for some reason still. They're still reusing the same transformation thing which is weird because it seems like they could have just done it once because... i think it's just to justify the yeah. suits being the same and well, it's just I, well also not to, also yeah. i think just to reinforce the hey your old toys are still okay yeah oh, i mean yeah. it seems like theoretically yeah. they could use this, this excuse to call the old megazord every once in a while but they never do that anyway so yeah yeah so so they do the sunset like dual thing again. Apparently, this was a thing that happened every so often in Die Ranger, where just the Thunder Megazord just like does not move until the monster comes at it, and like we have this dramatic fight yeah. at sunset. I mean, the monster kind of looks like a samurai too, so it kind of fits the yeah aesthetic yeah, of is, it. I was disappointed that we still didn't get a proper Megazord like monster fight scene, but this is a pretty cool framing. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, unlike the last time we got the uh, the sunset dual thing. Before the monster comes at the Megazord, he actually just talks a whole lot of shit. Yeah, like I, I, I think I think we get like a solid thirty seconds of this monster like yelling tool puns. Yep. Which, yeah. Also, the monster's weapons are the that uh, saw that you get in Ocarina of Time to trade for the big Garon sword, and it's, it's <laughs> that he has two of those. It's making me think of Zelda. It's it's a pretty cool weapon, right. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So after that monster dies, we cut back to Tommy and Goldar, and oh, Tommy kicks Goldar's sword <laughs> away, and then Tommy's just like, "Hey, go ahead, go pick up your sword." You just you're just weak. Yeah, like, just I'll get just, out of yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead, pick it up. I'll kick it away again. It'll be a fun game we'll play. It's like the biggest burn ever on Goldar there. And but then Tommy yeah. also says, like, next time I won't be so kind. It's like, why weren't you just that way this time? Like Yeah, it's just like next time maybe you won't you won't be so lucky. I assume the reason Tommy let him go Piece get his sword is because he knows gold like as soon as you like stand up to Goldar in any respect whatsoever, he'll like use his sword to teleport away. So He's like, here, I kicked your sword away. Go ahead and get it. Go run away. I don't care. Or maybe he's like just he's yeah. just trying to break his spirit before he breaks him as a person. Which is but pretty Zed has up, already Tommy. accomplished that. He doesn't need to. Well, he doesn't see Zed and Goldar hang out either, though. I mean 
letting Goldar go kind of turns out to be the meanest thing Tommy could have done. Exactly, because because yeah. Goldar gets we back get to a Zed, really and Zed is like, "Cool shot of Goldar in the shadows marching into Zed's like." It's just his silhouette marching into Zed's throne room with, like, putties on either side flanking him. It looks like something out of fucking Star Wars, and I love it. Yep. Yeah, it's quick, yeah, and but it's just cool. like you are, you are so pathetic that even the White Ranger felt sorry for you. <laughs> do you do you remember how much of a sad sack Tommy is? Do you yep. remember that? And this guy looks down on you yep. now. Look at what you've become, Aww, Goldar. Poor Goldar. But the problem is, he then follows he it up it by though, saying, next so. time I won't be so merciful. Which is what he says every time, and it's never true, so it's a completely empty threat at this point. <laughs> yep. Well, he says he won't be merciful to the Rangers. Like, he's still, he's still, does, like, at this point, he, Goldar is nothing. Goldar has I, become, I, this point to just him. through this episode, the most relatable character in this show. <laughs> Goldar, I think Goldar has always been the most relatable character in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he Maybe has. it's because he's so thin that we can just project the most humanity onto him, but <laughs> there's so much to him that seems like a regretful middle management kind of guy that's just stuck with a terrible boss and a shitty job and hates everything about it. It's very, very well, human. Well, see, I, I already deposited the headcanon in that Goldar is just a huge sub and actually loves this kind of attention, so he's having a great time. Yeah, there's yeah, that. I think, I think we, I think <laughs> I we have really all rejected that. that. <laughs> That's fair, Dustin. It's it's terrible. He's only a sub it. with Scorpina. <laughs> okay. We we kind of fell in love with Goldar because of just how much he talked back to Rita yep. and very clearly openly hated her guts. Yep. And now in the second season, like things have turned around and now he's sort of the one receiving abuse and we you know, now we feel sorry for yep. him. It's it's weird how that shit and goes. He, it, keeps going downhill for him because he ends up like being Balkan's called slave at some point in season three or Z or something. I forgot, but it's just Goldar doesn't end well. God, guys. I am actually really excited for what? that. Cause that on paper, that sounds like everything <laughs> yep. I want from the show. Yeah. It's in Zio, I think cause he's with Rito who's a bad guy starting in season three. Yeah. Hey, so Simon, you've watched ahead. What is Goldar's ultimate fate in this show? Like, when when Zordon dies and like the good energy goes around, like what happens to him? He never shows up after a certain point. I I think the last time we ever see him is like in the first in space episode where he's just in the background and then we never see him again. So it's probably imply implied that he died when Zordon sacrificed himself to kill all the evil. But I don't think we see it. Yeah, it's can we just never, it's not canonically <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He just turned into a human Aww. like Zed and Rita did. I mean, so Zed and Rita happened. do turn into good humans because I think it's implied that they started off human, so they just go back to their original form. Well, or something. I don't think they. I didn't necessarily start out human, but human-like at least. No, see, the 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 good wave happened, and then all the evil got sucked out of Goldar, and then he opened up his own bagel shop. Well, so here's the, here's the thing. It turns out Goldar wasn't actually evil. He's just a jerk. So he didn't actually change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He becomes less of a jerk as the series goes on, though. Like when he's hanging out with Bulk. Right, exactly. Which like is that. why, which is why I state yeah. he's not. He doesn't have evil in him. He was just a jerk who learns to be less jerk-like over time. Got okay, cool. So right. yeah, he doesn't get so, eliminated. Yeah. So we cut to the gym and juice bar, and we get sort of the end of the Bulk and Skull subplot where uh. Bulk and Skull come in and they're covered in they're covered in bandages and hay, which kinda doesn't make sense at this point because the hay Pratt fall was earlier. This is definitely one of the weakest Bulk and Skull subplots. 
I'm pretty sure Bandages and Hay is a country album of some sort. I want to talk about this thing a bit, because, like, what happens is they come in all, like, beat up and, like, you know, clearly humiliated. And then the Rangers come in and they surround them. And then Billy starts, like, ripping on them. And yeah, this is, like, really unsettling. This is cookie cutter bully, bully behavior. Yep. Like, the Rangers are the bullies fully now. Es- that- like, especially the surrounding them part. Yep. No, yeah, exactly. Give them nowhere to go. Trap them in this, like, conversation and then belittle them. Yep. Yep. It's ridiculous. I can't believe they didn't see this. Can (laughs) Can we just talk about how they put bandages on top of their clothes and it's bugging the hell out of me? And I... Well, the joke doesn't work otherwise. Yeah, I guess. Because you can't see the bandages. (laughs) Oh, man, that totally is their reasoning. (laughs) <laughs> Hulk has a tear and on his jacket and he's like, oh, my, my, my coat got hurt. Here, I'll put a bandage on it. Make it better. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, clear, clearly it'll heal if I put a bandage <laughs> that's on how it. That's adorable. <laughs> Listen, that's how it worked in Stargate with the sarcophaguses, so it's gotta work here, right? It's just bandages are just sarcophagi with less technology. Same principle. Okay, I... That's <laughs> sure. a fantastic okay. new Simon quote. Alright, yes. <laughs> there you go. So, you can use that. So, yeah, but for real though, like we've we have mentioned time and again, time and again, how the Rangers come off as, more as bullies than Bulk and Skull do, the vast majority of the time. But in season two, now that Bulk and Skull like they don't really try to antagonize the Rangers anymore, they're just kind of on their quest to find their identities. Yeah, they're more like fanboys still- now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're still dicks. Like, I mean, they were rude back in the shop class scene, but like. It is not proportional to the way, like, these guys are treating nope. them at this point. And I love how Billy is the aggressor here in this situation, when Billy was this, like, meek dude. And now he's, like, this confident, yeah. like, like martial artist scientist, like, adventure scientist guy. And yep. he just, like, walks oh, up right. and starts, like, Quest, right. Yeah, he, yeah well, he pretty much halfway, is. <laughs> he's halfway towards becoming Bruce Wayne. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. So now that he's, like, you know... He's gone past his insecurities. He just he's just deciding that he likes to belittle others now. It's a great Billy. Great. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty uncommon for uh, the bullied to turn into bullies. Yep. I know. See, but I, the I love, internet. He was my favorite character as a kid, and I'm like, God damn it, Billy. <laughs> it, is, it is a nerd storyline we have seen time and time and time again in the real world. The bullied becomes a monster as soon as he actually gets like physically bigger or gets some sort of position of power. So- it's just, it's how that works. Billy's gonna turn to, like, the bad Reddits, subreddits, in oh, the no. later stages of his life, is what we're saying here. No. Look, if he, if, he didn't, if he didn't end up in space, he would have ended up in Silicon Valley. Right. Let's be real. And invented VR, and got a job at Facebook, and then fired from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So, we're, like, as we said, like, right up front, we're finally getting a gymnastics competition. At long fucking yep. last. So here we go. It's ki- apparently we're already up to the final round. We just sort of skip past the rest of the competition. Well, maybe this is the only two they let in. Who knows? Yeah. So it's Kimberly v. Shauna and Aisha saying like, "Hey, good luck. I'm rooting for both of you." And so we see Kimberly's routine, and uh, <laughs> Eric, please, please put in audio of the of these two so songs. This is oh, yeah, so the music video.
Okay, so I watch yeah. these. I watch Netflix with subtitles on almost like all the time. Mm-hmm. When this started, my my Netflix subtitle popped up that said "Mellow Pop Plays," and boy, <laughs> they were not kidding about that. Yep, it is no. the mellowest pop. So, yeah, so it is first, the yellow mellows. Well, I want to say something about Kimberly, too, is that she's just freaking cool here. Like, she comes in all confident and, like, happy and stuff. And I just, Mm -hmm. I love her. She's such a great, like, character. And, yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, and we actually get to, we actually get to see Amy Jo Johnson doing some gymnastics. Like, not just fake rehearsal, but, like, actual do actually doing a routine. And it's pretty cool. And she seems like she's actually really good at it. From yeah. I I, yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't say I'm a gym, gymnastics expert or anything, but this seems like legit, real good gymnastics right there. Yeah, but for for an actor on a children's show doing the routine themselves yep. and not a stunt yep. double, it's real pretty yep. good. So she gets a score of nine point eight, and then it is Shauna's Aggregate turn. Scores of nine point eight, ten point oh, and nine point six. One judge thought it was perfect. So we get to Shauna's routine and. Kind of the same thing. This actress does a pretty good job, but the music is way different. Yeah, I don't know what's going on uh, here. Yeah, Eric, again, can you put in some audio of this? Because what? I, I love it. I love it. Also, Shauna comes in wearing full green, which we already know is Kimberly's one weakness. Yeah. And during Shauna's routine, Kimberly bites her lip. She does. Oh, my God. I don't know how I didn't catch any of this. M, thank you for pointing this out. Yeah, this episode's super gay, y'all. Yep. It's super gay. Right, right before, also right before Kimberly's routine, she appears to be wearing Tommy's old green plaid flannel shirt on top of her gymnastics outfit, which you know she probably kept from back when he owned that shirt before he was a yeah, white ranger. He literally, he physically cannot wear it anymore, so right. she might as well borrow it. But the fact that Shauna is wearing all green now really gives this two meanings right there. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's so yeah. good. Oh god! So, I'm, I'm glad I was here for the gay episode. I was re- <laughs> I was rewatching this sequence to make sure I got everything right, and I totally forgot about the part during Shauna's routine, where the camera pans up to show Billy and Tommy, and Billy is just like sliding his hands into his jean pockets, and he kind of awkwardly looks at Tommy, and they both like like look at each other like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> That too. <laughs> I'm dying over oh, man. here. <laughs> it, the thing is, that's actually pretty well established. Billy's kind of a horn dog yep. in this show. <laughs> um. So anyway, so Shauna, the individual numbers are different, but she also gets an average score of nine point eight, and so yeah, it's a tie. No, no judge thinks she did perfectly, though. So I feel like, I feel like if you're going to try and really do a tiebreaker here, Kimberly should win because she got a ten. Well, I mean, also, like, that one judge that gave Kimberly a 9.6 is kind of a, an asshole, you yeah. know? 
but but like let's let's be real like this is this is probably somebody playing favorites i don't know anyway fuck it it's a also tie. yeah way to ha- way to like do a complete cop-out show in the whole you know yeah you know these two these two people who are having friction must now compete yeah and end it in the most like non-committal resolution I mean, possible. we knew like, that was going to happen. I mean, I, I figured that Shauna was going to win, actually, as a kind of like a, whoa, see, like, I, she's actually really good. Right? And see, since I've watched, you know, 90-some episodes of this show, I was confident Kimberly would win because the heroes always win, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, true. Uh, I pretty much predicted it would be a tie because, again, this character is never going to show up again. I can almost guarantee yep. you. Yeah. And also, they already got done with the conflict, so they certainly aren't going to yeah. add more conflict. Well, no. What so, they would do is have yeah, the but, like person who doesn't matter because they're never going to be on the show again lose and be gracious about it. It's like, I, I, I will now leave this town forever and never bother you again since I've lost in shame. Right, yeah. No, Goodbye. yeah. She, she loses the competition, loses her right to ever enter Angel Grove again, and, and is banished back, back to Stone Canyon. And into the sunset, sunset. And she dies in the desert. Yeah. But I was going to say... Literally, the first significant plot thing that ever happens in this whole entire show when, is when Tommy shows up and ties Jason in the competition. This is a show designed uh, yeah, around right. everybody wins, yeah. except Bulk and Skull. Also, this yeah. gives us one last little kind of homoerotic-looking thing, the fact that they tie. In yeah, which so I, Aisha... I wrote down in my notes, awkward trophy Yeah, hug. yeah, because <laughs> Aisha goes and gets the trophy, which, first of all... Don't the judges care? Like, they just let anyone go and grab that trophy and give it to people? Okay, fine. Also, if a tie is a possibility, why didn't they have a spare trophy ready to yep. go? That just seems like something you yep. should do. So, and they all hold it together and kind of hug well, in a yeah, weird Aisha's way. Well, holding and... it, and then, like, Shauna goes to, to grab, not the trophy, but Aisha's hand, and then yep. he's, like, staring... Like lovingly into her eyes as they yep. smile at each other. And then she starts caressing Aisha's hand. Yep. Yep. And then Kim puts her hand over top of both of theirs. And is this they, an they, they cut spies? right before they ask who has the nearest room for this place so they can just go to it right now. There is a lot of gals being pals in yeah. this episode. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of gals being pals in this episode of Power Rangers. Um,. Yeah, and I, I think that's it for the episode. Yeah, Anybody it? else want to have any stray thoughts? Um, I do, but I, 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 I don't want to really mention them on the air. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, I, I this episode that... gave me a lot of stray thoughts. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, um, I, I want to say that, like... No, stray thoughts, not straight thoughts. <laughs> oh, no, they well, are not no, straight thoughts at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like... The like the show isn't very good at giving like actual development and like having genuine moments, but it got pretty close with like Kimberly and Shauna in the you know in the cage discussing actual problems that real mm-hmm. people have, yeah, yeah. and trying show, to talk about it. For this show, they did a good job of it. Yeah, they yeah. almost had characters, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it helps that Amy Johnson is a very good actress. And well, it's just great. And for at once, doing they the seem to get an extra who could actually act a bit. Because, like, yep. yeah. we were talking earlier about she did some really good facial expressions and stuff, and even her delivery on stuff was pretty good. Which yeah. normally it feels like they just grab anyone, yeah. and it's probably the case because a lot of times their like guests, uh, stars or whatever, are not 
credited ever. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. casting director is like going to the grocery store one day and it's like, oh, you fit pretty much the description of what we want. The yep. incredibly generic non-description we have for this character. Yeah. But the thing is, she's she yeah. does her own gymnastic stunts too. So they actually lucked out quite a bit and they got someone who can act and do gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. they basically got <laughs> the Amy Jo Johnson luck again. Yep. Yeah. All right, so... We got a lot of listener questions to get to, but before we do that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Philly people. Jeff Stormer here from the Party of One podcast, the RPG actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. You might remember it from the time that we played a game with Matt from Teenagers with Attitude, or Molly from Totally Reprise, or Mitchell from All Along the Watchtower, or Demoon Rules from Inside the Master Studio. We played a lot of games. That's not really the point. Anyway, moving on, here's the deal. Party of One is doing a live show, July 15th, at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at high noon, as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. It's going to be great. We're playing a superhero-themed game, it's going to be so much fun, and if you're in the area, I would love it if you could make it out. And if you're not in the area, or you can't make it out, you should check out the show on SoundCloud and listen to the live episode when it drops. Either way, thank you for your time. And party on. Uh, Hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle. Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out. Realization. Experiences with HRT. Thoughts on surgery. Romance. And family. You can find us at TM Radiocast on Twitter, and you can send in questions to transmissionquestions at gmail.com and transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com. Join us three on what it's all about being trans in your mid-twenties through our own, frankly, weird and wonderful experiences. Hey, everybody, we're back, and it's time for some listener questions. And as tends to be the case when Zach's not here... I just hit up the Facebook group for questions because I don't have access to all the stuff that Zach has access to. Speaking of that stuff, if you want to get a hold of us, send us some questions, send us some feedback. Write us an email at teenswithtood at gmail.com. Send us a message on Twitter at teenswithtood. Or hit us up on the Facebook group, Teenagers with Attitude. We do a lot of fun stuff on there. We take questions. Uh, You can chat with the community. You can submit stuff. And very, very recently, uh, we set up a poll for the next bonus episode. And it's looking like that's going to be the first episode of Master Writer. Yeah, very so recently as fun. of this recording. By the time you hear this, that poll will long have been sc- since been closed. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But uh, yeah, so so keep an eye out for that. If you want to just hang out on the Facebook group, every so often we'll put up a poll for that. And uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and apologize. I've been real bad about actually making bonus episodes. I'm going to try and get back on the horse for that. Going to try and get some bonus episodes out. So you're saying you need me to make some more episodes of Akiva Ranger, right? (laughs) I mean, if you want to. I I don't see why not. Maybe I should go back to Garo, actually. Garo went pretty well. Yeah. Uh, So, anywho, questions from the Facebook group. This first one is from our friend and resident tokusatsu expert, Jules. (laughs) Uh, She wants to know where we hid Zack's body. There's no body to hide. Don't worry about it, Here's Jules. Here's the problem. We can't really answer that because there's a lot of answers. 
Oh God! You, you you could say that we all have a little Zach inside each of us. Oh God! Yeah, we turned his body into Horcruxes. <laughs> no, that's not. I was I was doing a Simpsons alternative answer. I'm a little insulted that you would suggest that we would hide the body and pass up an opportunity to weekend at Bernie's it around for a few days. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, you weekend at Bernie's it until like until that becomes untenable, and then you destroy the body so that no one can ever find it. But then it turns out people want to make a sequel, so then you make one that's about like voodoo or something. I mean, that's we, what Weekend at Bernie's Two was about, right? I was it. I don't know, man. I have no idea. I've never seen. It. I think he like he gets like cursed so that his corpse like dances when there's music, and also the bad guys get turned into goats at the end. It's Boy, that feels weird. like they right. didn't understand why people liked Weekend at Bernie's at all. Almost, it almost seems like. Comedy sequels yeah. are usually a bad thing. Honestly, we would if we did weekend at Bernie Zach, we wouldn't even have to worry about like him rotting or anything because he his his body would be so perfectly preserved with all that soda he drinks. Yeah, he's already like eighty percent aspartame, so he he's yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah, we need to be careful not to get him wet though. Also, any awkward um like moments that happen due to him not being in control of his own body will make perfect sense to anyone who knows him, and no one will right. question it. Yeah. I mean, if we drop it down the stairs, they're just going to be like, oh, Zach. That's our Zach. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> so, also from Jules, which fictional robot would you be most okay with boning down on? I want to have a threesome hmm. with Hector and Artemis from Westworld. <laughs> I right. don't think that counts. They're robots. Why not? Yeah, they're, they're robots. robots. All right. That's fair. I forgot who Artemis is, though. Uh, I think I got long. her name wrong, actually. Um, is that is that the one with the snake tattoo? Yeah, armistice. Okay, there we yeah. go. All right. Well, in that that's case, scary I choose... though. They're scary, but I <laughs> yeah, mean, they're I get scary, it, sexy, they're scary. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that case, I choose Igus from Persona Three. That's a good. That's a very good one. I did not think of the uh, which some Cylon, some lady Cylon. Number six seems I mean, like the most obvious one. But I mean, if I you want to, if you want to get more like crazy with her or whatever and like go away from humanoid robots um i don't know i'd probably hook up with one of the megazords yeah i feel like we should <laughs> actually answer this as like robot robots not just like i mean robots that look like people still count i think uh, yeah, yeah i feel like they have to be like actual robotic though like cylons well, and like the people from westworld like those are basically just humans I mean, they aren't. They're but specifically are they? not. That's kind of the whole yeah. point. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very central to but, the story. Yeah, the entire point is, okay, these things aren't human, but they act human. Like, should they be treated as people? Okay, yeah, yeah I know uh, that's the point so, of the show, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think this is a debate we want to get into. I don't think I think that's beyond the scope of Teenagers with Attitude. Although I do think it's the like perfect outcome for Jules. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so, M, how about you? Well, I actually said commented on her <laughs> questions thing. I had an immediate answer in my head, but I wanted to think about it more. And I'll say that my immediate answer was um, RC from Transformers Prime is actually a really, really great yeah. lady robot. Yeah, she's really cool. Oh and fuck, that's a good point. I would bone mm. down with Black Arachnia in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> but yeah, like 
Transformers Prime like is a is almost a great show because RC's in it. Like she's a really great character. I like her relationship with Jack, and she's probably one of the first giant women I got a crush on, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so she's really great. But then I want to think about it more, and um, and I think I still would pick RC if it was ultimately one. But Aya from the Green Lantern cartoon is another really great robot character. Um, do any of you guys familiar with that character at all? Uh, no, nope. I haven't watched. I the know Green who Lantern that is. Cartoon. I haven't seen the show. She's pretty much um the 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 ai from their ship gets like a body later on and she becomes this like she's she's this cute girl character who like is kind of trying to develop her humanity as the series goes on and it's she kind of gets a relationship with one of the characters and it's really cool i don't know i'll show you guys a a link to her yeah i remember that uh rc from prime because we actually on vodka cast we actually reviewed the first season of transformers prime Oh, you did? I should listen to that, because I really liked the first season of Prime. I haven't watched the second season much. And then a really like easy, sexy robot answer is Edie from Mass Effect is pretty great. Oh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to almost, yeah, I, when I mentioned Cylons earlier, it's like, Trisha Elfer is still another sexy robot that she played, I guess. She's getting typecast as sexy robots at this point. Yeah, I have another answer also, those those yellow sex bots from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Pretty, oh, really? I really like, those, things, those things creep me out. They okay. The the part after they're done and they shut down is super creepy, but everything up to there is gold I, or yellow, I guess. I like it. <laughs> so there you go. I was gonna deep dive I into was... our sexuality, everyone. Yay! Oh boy, that was a <laughs> shallow, <laughs> shallow dive into my sexuality. I was gonna say, like, I'll go, I'll, I'll go way deeper on the right podcast. I just don't All think right. this one's the one for that. <laughs> so hey, so hey, Mike has not answered the question yet. Zenyatta. I. I figured that would okay. be someone's answer. Zenyatta's really cool. He's, yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not really attracted to him, but he's really cool. I'd probably rather be with Bastion than Zenyatta, honestly. <laughs> By the way, Bastion fucks and that's good. Yeah. Canon. Bastion, Bastion does yeah. fuck, yes. Yep. That's true. Yeah. 100% Bastion fucks. Everyone, please go to bastionfucks.com. <laughs> okay. Putting it in <laughs> is this that a thing website? right now. Bastionfucks.com. I'm going to see if oh, it is. Oh, nice. Does that just redirect to Waypoint? Waypoint, Of course. It's one of the infinity web addresses that redirects to Waypoint at this point. Lame. (laughs) Is there anything that doesn't redirect there at this point? I don't know. So, from Tommy. uh, Tommy Oliver? No, uh, Tommy from the (laughs) Facebook group. Tommy, last name we called, apparently. Well, I'm hesitant to read people's last names when we get questions on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, So, Tommy uh, asks... If Zordon and Rita switch sides, would the outcome of the next fight be affected in the slightest? Oh, this is I'm gonna hard. Say, I'm going to say yes, because uh, Zordon's whole like wizard power apparently seems to be being able to bullshit solutions to literally anything. I mean, yeah, but also like Rita's power is being able to bullshit whatever she needs to put in the Power Rangers path, and like the only yeah. difference is that Rita is evil, therefore evil must always lose. So I feel like if they yeah. switch sides, like Rita's bullshit powers would actually work for once. Yeah. So here's here's my thinking. Zordon is a dick, but Rita is actively incompetent. Yeah. I, I, I think Rita, evil wins if they're switching yeah, sides. Yeah, because here the, the, the crux to Rita is she always ends up sabotaging her own plans in the end. Yeah. But I mean, you're she right. could if, supersize if, every ranger. 
and then she'd have <laughs> yeah. five giant rangers. Why why bother with Zords when you can just make the rangers bigger? Well, I mean, I assume <laughs> that was the like schism that initially broke Rita and Zordon up <laughs> from like being a team is their debate on how to do giant fights. Yeah, Rita's like, look, Zordon, the robots are just a needless middle ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, from Kendall. After hey, recording Kendall. roughly, hey, after recording roughly a billion hours of audio about the show, do you consider yourselves fans of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? <laughs> Use any definition you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I was a yeah. fan. Bef- I mean, I'm not even on the show, like literally, but I was a fan like way before this show came out. I was super excited when I heard about this show because I'm such a so, fan of Power Rangers. When Zach put out a call for people interested in doing a Power Rangers show. My answer to him was sending him a picture of me with the legacy morpher doing the right. morphing pose. I love that. I don't think yeah. I'm allowed to not call myself a fan. Yeah. I think all of us were fans at one point in time. I'm pretty sure like, of, of the no, TWA Mike regulars, the only person who actually hates Power Rangers is Luke. I could be wrong. He doesn't Maybe hate Matt? Power Rangers, Luke. He uh, just thinks it's yeah. a bad show, but yeah. he still he, can enjoy he it. Doesn't, he yeah. doesn't like it. He actually really liked it as a kid, apparently. Like, we, we got into this uh, during, uh, I guessed it on a totally reprise recently, and he talked a lot about how much he liked Power Rangers as a kid and how much he, how much it baffles him now how bad it actually is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but- I, I think of I think of our core group, and, and, and again, this is going to sound like a broken record because I've said this about a billion times. But of the six members of our core group, I was kind of the only one who didn't really watch the show as a kid. And yeah, I, th- I think doing this podcast has made me a fan. Like Power Rangers is such a huge part of my life now. I kind Aww. of have to be. Yeah. Also, for as much as so, we rip on it for being a bad show, like it's badly made, it's badly written. Um, the only thing that's it's really, really fun good is choreography but like there's a lot to find to enjoy about it if you approach it yeah. from the direction we have yeah, it's it's fun to watch i i think like you mentioned the rentasma video earlier and we're not going to talk about the whole video but the one thing he says at the beginning is that like the show hasn't aged well and maybe the one thing that it has aged well is the camp like yeah. it's the one thing that you can take as an adult that makes it really fun so the badness of the show is kind of it's Biggest yeah. strength. <laughs> yeah, it's bad in a way that makes it fun rather than in a way that makes it boring, like a lot of shows yeah. that we remember fondly that turned out to be really bad sitcoms or something. Yes. I feel like my position on Power Rangers now that I'm an adult is that I'm not necessarily a fan of Power Rangers the show anymore, but I am a fan of Power Rangers as like the concept. So. I don't really have any desire to watch Power Rangers outside of podcasting about it. But I always love it when other shows sort of borrow from the concepts that made Power Rangers interesting to me as a kid. Like the sort of the color coordinated costumes, the like magical robot technologies, like all that sort of thing. Like, So what you're saying like- is you're a fan of the cultural impact of Power Rangers, not necessarily the product itself. Yes, exactly. I like what Power Rangers and I guess more generally Sentai brought to the world more than I am a fan of it as just an individual show because I honest it's it's honestly hard for me to enjoy it in a context that isn't like kind of ripping on it with friends. <laughs> I I think some of the newer series I genuinely like as shows cuz they've 
gotten like a little bit better at making characters and storylines. I feel like you could watch RPM unironically and enjoy it. Oh, RPM's mm-hmm. great. Absolutely. There is still something very special about Power Rangers and sort of its place in our culture. And that feels weird to say because, again, it's a very bad show. And we also stole but, it from another culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, we we probably wouldn't be able to do what we've been doing if it weren't for that. If there wasn't some... If there wasn't something about Power Rangers that was worth digging into. Because, like, like it... it it's 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 easy to say like oh just pick a random show and make a rewatch podcast out of it whatever fuck it but like you, you kind of need something there needs to be some meat there to 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 chew on and like Power Rangers has given us a lot of that and it's kind of hard to nail down exactly like what it is that gives it you know that 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 je ne sais quoi you know that, that <laughs> lets us do this but like. Yeah, there's just there's something f- fucking weird and wonderful about Power Rangers. It's terrible, but I love it. So there you go, Kendall, a genuine answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from our buddy Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi. Uh, if Teenagers with Attitude had a VH1 style TV movie made about oh, it, no. who would you cast as the hosts? Oh what is that? I feel like we've gotten a question like this before. We have, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean skull? exactly as a host? Like someone basically, ha- basically, if VH1 made a made-for-TV movie about the creation of our podcast, oh, who, who plays the six of us? Oh, who plays us? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. Um, it, it's it's weird because this is a question we're getting on an episode where most of the regular cast is not actually yeah. here. So we, we get to cast them. I mean, Zach Braff can play Zach. That seems like the <laughs> obvious one. Well, yeah, only they, Zach can play Zach. They have the same we name and look the same, so it's fine. Luke, the part of Luke will be played by Jack Black. Oh my sure. god, he would hate sure. that, I think. <laughs> I, I love how this like special has us being 20 years older than we actually are, but that's cool. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was going to say that, like, he's way, 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 way too old for it at this point, but, like, I try to picture an actor who could play Matt, and my mind jumps to Lewis Black. (laughs) Yeah, actually. I need to look this up. Yeah. I'm bad with actor names, which is why it makes it really hard, this question for me, because I'm not good with actors. Okay, yeah, I know I this mean, guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if we're flexible again, we're being flexible about like the actual ages of these actors. Yeah, you can digitally like, this movie is theoretically being made days. twenty years ago. Yeah, um, I guess, I, like, I have to be Wayne Knight. Like, I can't think of an actor who would fit. <laughs> Man, that is a good, <laughs> That's pretty pull. good. Yeah, um, I actually really like the idea of like um, Matt being played by uh, L- Lewis Black and like him still saying like I'm 23. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, that would work well with Lewis Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying I to think like hate Hearthstone. <laughs> it's hard to think of a Quebecois actor that you guys would know or yeah, yeah. that would mean anything to you i guess i guess roy dupree if you know who he is he's been in some american things he doesn't look or sound anything like me but he's quebecois so that's a <laughs> thing just could just get a red and he actually has a better as long spoken as english than I do. it's fine like yeah. that's stereotyping it has, he has to be like really <laughs> tall though he has to be like really tall i think he's pretty tall is who who's a really tall actor let me think uh it's hard to tell because Shaq. Le doute qui fait Seraphin, hein? 
I have no idea. Okay, my, my girlfriend just suggested okay. someone to me, but it's even more obscure than what I said. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so actual answer for Luke, Chris Pratt. Yeah, oh, I almost said Chris good. Pratt for me also, because I've been told that I look a little bit like him, pre-him being super jacked and famous, but there you go. I'm just going for personality here. Yeah, his personality could like play Luke pretty good, I think, yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. better than Jack Black, I think. <laughs> I think it's a more flattering comparison, I guess. I mean, I like Jack Black and all, but like he's got a much more broadly defined shtick. Yeah. Joel, Joel, I think I think you're deliberately like carrying on this other conversation to keep us from trying to cast you. I mean, I also just like to deliberately carry on conversations to like drum up the running time and confound people in general. That's oh, true. Oh, I, th- I, I thought I thought of someone for me, Jason Siegel. There you go. Hey, actually, look yeah. a little okay. bit similar, yeah, maybe kind of same kind of type of attitude. A little bit from what I've seen well, of him. I mean, like I he know. can. I mean, that's the thing about most actors is they can play a range of types. Right. And he's barely older than me, so that kind of works too. There you go. All right, but yeah, we got it. We got to figure out who's Joel. Yeah, I, uh, I, who's Joel? I thought of something that I think kind of works, but I don't like it because I don't really like him. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Shia LaBeouf. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like no. that. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of him specifically from like his Disney days. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know him. This is like <laughs> even Stevens, Shia LaBeouf, not Transformers, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, but my my first introduction to Shia LaBeouf was Transformers, so yeah. that's all I kind of really see him as. But yeah, I think it's got to be Tim Allen for Joel. <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> oh no! God, oh, no. I just got to get a bit of stunt. Again, it's weird. We, we're casting this this movie that theoretically will be made about us in the future. Yeah. Except like the actor. Except they would have to make it twenty years ago. <laughs> my an- my answer for Joel is Tony Shalhoub. Oh man! That, oh, that's good. I, I'll that's take good. that. I like good. Tony Shalhoub a lot. Like he's a great yeah. actor. Okay, so let's get back to other just, stuff. Just because Tony Jonathan. Shalhoub is one of the only actors I can think of that could pull off like Joel's occasional rants into pedantry. Really well. <laughs> true. I mean, he could pull it off better than I do. Really to be generous. I guess. I guess his jawline is suitable enough. <laughs> I don't know. Joel's got a really so, nice chiseled jawline. <laughs> I just think um, an actor should be able to replicate that. Um, okay. Right. Uh, wow. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet here for a bit now. I think. Aww. So. <laughs> No, I, I recognize that silence is when you take a compliment you weren't expecting and you're not entirely sure how to respond to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we still have a ton Sorry. of questions to get to. So let's try and let's try and tear through this a little faster. Well, we don't have to answer them uh, all today. Jo- I think we've had a yes, we a do. Drought. Jonathan asks, Bulk and Skull have finally gone too far and one of the Rangers has murdered them. Who is the culprit? Uh, I think we've established this I episode. Mean- it's Billy. It's yeah. definitely like, yeah. that's the yeah. ultimate end yeah. result of his evolution as a bully is he'll eventually like just like murder somebody in cold blood. My initial <laughs> yeah. response was Rocky just because he seems a little unhinged, but Billy no, is probably I think Rocky, the best Billy is I don't the think Rocky killer. is a killer. Billy's I think yeah, Billy's definitely it because he just would get yep. like super angry at them one day for some stupid reason. Like, and I then feel just like snap. Billy is going to take the same trajectory as Dennis on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> just getting <laughs> more and more psychopathic as time guilt. goes on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could hear Billy doing one of those, like, 
bizarre rants about how much better yeah. he is than everyone and how he just doesn't oh, understand yeah. how people can be the way they are and yeah so he's, he's gonna make a, a he's just gonna turn villain. him into turn him into a lamp <laughs> i will cleanse this world from its from its uh evil yeah so he kills bulk and skull God. and then and like, skull leaves the purged. planet to avoid being like arrested yeah yep you go off God. to aquarius or whatever that planet was all right, we got a, we got another question from Tommy. If Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had continued to twenty four seasons with Jason as the Red Ranger, <laughs> what would be the worldwide level of deforestation from all the trees he killed? Okay, so I've got <laughs> I've got an answer to this. I saw this one ahead of time and I thought about it. So Jason actually has two driving things. One is his hatred of trees and wood. The other mm-hmm. is being the most squeaky clean poster child, like you know, positive teen. So he's going to be very environmentalist, which means for every tree he kills, he plants a new one. Now, see, uh-huh. I have a different answer. I have a different answer. The park is infinite. There are infinity trees. Oh, man. He'll never be when able to Jason kill When Jason disappears from the show for the last time, it's because he goes into the infinite forest to just yeah. fulfill <laughs> his life's destiny of killing trees Oh, it's forever. like in Judge Dredd where you go outside the city into the infinite desert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to Jason, that park is like the hyperbolic t- time chamber. He can just go in there and train forever. See, my answer was going to be that Jason uh, works as a park ranger who like helps prevent forest fires by like s- by like very carefully destroying very certain trees, so the yeah, forest right. is just dense enough. Yeah, that's a good read on it. Like he'll find a way to take his tree lust and turn it into a positive for the world. Could yeah. he just control it that well, though? I feel like he would just, like, rage out and destroy the forest. Well, he's like, like, well, after no, 27 he's... seasons, I assume he'll be like Bruce Banner and have figured but... out ways to sort of harness his, you know, Hulk. Jason is a competent leader. He knows how to control himself. <laughs> to limit the damage to a single trench of trees and just, like, completely stop the fire right there. So speaking of which, another question from Jonathan. In Power Rangers Mystic Force, the Green Ranger has magic tree powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does this make him Jason's arch enemy, and who wins in a fight? Uh, Green Ranger is the Australian guy, right? Um, That's Jason wins because Red Rangers are the leaders, and so therefore they always win. Which Green Rangers? But is Green him? Rangers are canonically the coolest. Yeah, but coolest I mean, doesn't necessarily guarantee Force, win. Tommy lost a ton. On, let me make sure. As the Green Ranger, I, I was going to say typically Green Rangers are like the right-hand man of the Red Ranger in most series? Uh, like They're the Riker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Juju Ranger okay. was a little bit was a little bit different in that they, they changed it to black. Um, but I, I think, like, in like, like for instance, in Zeo, the Black Ranger became the Green Ranger because that's, like, kind of, like, the Lieutenant Ranger is the Green Ranger. So, typically. I mean, it's, it's obviously, there's lots of differences, but, tip, like, the Green Ranger being the extra cool Ranger was... Jew Ranger and I think Power Rangers Ninja Storm also had the Green Ranger be like the super cool Ranger. Also, we have to bear in mind that Jason has like years of seniority over this other guy. And True. Yeah. The Green Mystic Force Ranger is Xander. He's Australian. He's annoying. He's kind of the douchebag of the group. So Jason will kick his yeah, ass. Yeah. Think about sure. how ridiculously okay. ripped Jason is now, or at least was when we last saw him on the show. Now imagine he kept training as a Ranger for the next however many years. Yeah. Also, like, just, right. just from power sets, like, the Green Ranger that can create trees, I assume that takes some time, whereas Jason can destroy destroy trees at the speed of kicks. 
Um, so I just found a very strange image of the Green Ranger from Mystic Force that I'm going to share with you guys. Okay. Worrying. What oh. the hell? Oh my! <laughs> Someone what likes the- him. I guess. <laughs> that is, did Rob did Rob Liefeld draw this? Did this um, happen in the show? Well, we can't I don't see think so. It, I can't see any feet in this image, so it's very possible. Like, there's a Man, few pictures so- that are like in the related section of this, like buff version of this ranger. Like, there's a few of them. So, does that he get like a power up in the show where he's just like I, super? I, I don't buff? believe so. That's no, so there's no, no way he looked like this right? on the show. I refuse to believe that. This almost yeah, looks like a photo a... of this one that I'm looking at now, though. Maybe, maybe he drew fan art of himself. Yeah, I, I just, don't know. I just clicked on. It's like Power Rangers, Mystic Force, weapons, Mystic muscles. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I'm a little terrified to get to that season, Mis- y'all. Mystic Crap. muscles. I anyway, you, you have a long time to get ready for it. How do you I want forget so badly that, to get to the rest Ron? of these questions. You all that have happened? no idea how badly maybe, I want to get to the rest of these questions. Maybe that was just in the Sentai, because I don't remember that at all. I don't think they'd be called Mystic Muscles in the Sentai, though. And this is on the Power Rangers Mystic Force like wiki I'm looking at it on. Uh, I think it's called Magi Ranger, the Sentai. Okay. it's Listen, I watched, I've watched an episode a day of Power Rangers, and I'm up to the Season 1 reversion. That's a lot of Power Rangers to keep track of. I don't true, remember true. every I mean, single episode. This is such a weird thing. Spe- speaking of which, muscles only speaking of which, okay. All right, Simone, this is basically yeah. for you since you're the one who's been re- watching ahead. Okay. Uh, which season has the worst morphing sequence from Willard? Oh fuck. Uh, Miss, mm, maybe no. Mystic Force is not that bad. The worst morphing sequence. I'm not crazy about the Lightspeed Rescue one, because like a big, weird CG shield appears in front of them, and they go through it, and it looks kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, just from having seen various clips, I feel like one of the uh, seasons where they started using CGI extensively yeah. for their effects, yeah. probably. But some of them are really cool, because like, the SPD one is pretty cool. Uh, I've seen some I of the CGI in some of those Power Rangers ones, especially in the Disney era, and it's dire. Yeah, I definitely don't remember all of them. So, but I can say the Lightspeed Rescue is one that comes to mind. As yeah, not a I feel great like that's one. a question that'll be easier for okay. us to answer in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. We'll so remember what we watched years. eighteen years ago. I mean, we could watch like a compilation so, video right now and then figure it out, but that might yeah, take a little okay. bit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the one I found is like ten minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a while. From from Paul. You always talk about how useless Babu and Squad are, but don't their missions have a 100% success rate? In Power Rangers Punks, Babu successfully uses the potion. Power Transfer, they successfully deployed the sleep device. Their Turtle Stoplight Monster is one of Rita's best. In Seed of Evil, Squad successfully plants the seed. Uh, Their eating of Gooniberg eggs provides motivation for the monster in that episode. Are they secretly the most competent members of the Moon Crew? No. No, <laughs> I mean like they they no. the good for them that they succeed on their tasks, but they're also very like easy tasks. Oh, the turbo tasks morph is kind of really bullshit. bad. <laughs> yeah, their tasks don't matter. We talked about this when um Squat was sent down into Trini's room while she, where she was sleeping. Like he did almost nothing of value when he could have just like taken her out right there. Like as evil minions, they do a bad job of being evil minions. Yeah. So I All have right, an answer so, for the morphing sequence. The turbo one is super, super bad. 
It's like it's a really okay. bad CG helmet on top of him. It's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm on board with uh, something from Turbo being really bad. Yeah. yeah. Luke's not here to defend it. Fuck Turbo. Luke has not watched <laughs> Turbo. I'm sick of him defending Turbo. Turbo's garbage. He doesn't defend That's... it. He oh, just right. claims that it's not worse than the other stuff because he has a pretty low opinion He's of the wrong. show altogether. He's super wrong. Kendall really enjoyed oh, Turbo. Boy. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, Kendall's also wrong. There's, there's nothing that says <laughs> Luke and Kendall can't both be wrong because it's they true. are. It's true. It's possible. All right. So, <laughs> uh, from Fletcher, what series arc are we excited to get to? Um, pretty much all of In Space. I have very fond memories of In Space, and specifically the part where the main like villain from that season turns good and then gets brainwashed into being evil again. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to get to the seasons people talk highly about. Yeah. The, uh, Zio and In Space are both Zio like, In yeah. Space. And what, what was the other one? Was it SPD? SPD RPM. is the one I'm RPM. most excited for. Yeah, RPM yeah. is yes. good. SPD, eh, some people like it. I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, Dino Thunder is really good. Really, really I can't good. remember much about Zio, but I do remember I really like the design of the Zio suits. Oh, yeah, they're great. See, at the time when Zio came out, I was like, what was that, 96? I was like eight. And mm-hmm. my reaction was, hey, these don't look like the Power Rangers. This is stupid. Right. That, same. That, yeah, yeah I, the same I, I, I had the same reaction, and that's a bad reaction you have because you're eight years old. Right. No no mouth on the helmets is better than mouth on the helmets. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, the there is a mouth on the helmets, the, though. The suits, yeah, but it's almost invisible. <laughs> yeah, the suits and the first, like, zords they get are both freaking awesome. I like them a lot. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, from Brenna. If you were a Power Ranger, which team would you want to be on, and what color would you be? Oh. I definitely, um, I definitely want to be on SPD because that means my commander is literally an awesome dog who's a samurai. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> um, my color oh. would be teal. Uh, I would want to be. Um, I, I think I'd want to be on Mighty Morphin. To be honest, that seems like just. Before before shit gets totally cray cray, um, and while the while the villains are more of a nuisance than anything else, I mean, so uh, the problem with pr- being on the Mighty Morphin team is you're gonna have to deal with a lot of like the villains being incredibly petty and like messing with you on a personal level, like just trying to ruin your day. And frankly, I do a good enough job of I ruining can't imagine my the own other villains. Days. Don't do that though, like. I'd want to be on Jungle Fury because I get to work in an awesome ninja pizzeria and hang out with RJ, the most chill master of all time. I want to be on Dino Thunder because that means I get to hang out with archaeologist professor Tommy Oliver. You're right. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good uh, how also. many jobs has Tommy had? Okay, is, he's been a student. Is Tommy actually cooler in that than he is in these yes. early seasons? Because Okay. Yeah. But he's also not in like half the season. <laughs> So that helps. I'm cool with that yeah, too. No, that's, yeah, no, that's all right. Like, as long as I get to find out some cool stuff about dinosaurs from him once in a while, that's all I really want. Eh, like, I mean, the the sum total of everything he knows about dinosaurs is I made this potion that turns you into one. Yeah, so, that's a pretty cool <laughs> thing, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, from Trevor, now that Rocky is the Red Ranger, does he have a newfound hatred of all things wood for no apparent reason? Or is that exclusive to Jason? I mean, he's clearly trying. We saw him in shop class, but yeah. he's not very good at it. Yeah, no. I, yeah, well, I mean, he was holding a piece of wood, and it didn't send him into a yeah, blind so rage. Yeah, so here's the, here's so I'm the say thing. No. I feel like, Jay, like 
I feel like being a ranger doesn't imbue you with the personality of the previous rangers, but he does feel like he has these shoes to fill, and he's trying in whatever yeah. way is possible. Like, what would Jason do here? Oh, he wouldn't use a saw, <laughs> but I kind of... <laughs> I mean, what would Jason do is how I try to live every day oh, of man. my life. Why didn't we ever see shop class with Jason in it? It would be the best thing ever. Because he, he was like, banned have a from shop, shop class. class. Shop, there were no, together. When Jason was allowed in shop class, there was no wood for anyone to actually do shop with. <laughs> yeah. He would have broken the whole thing in half. Uh, Alright, so. Uh, from, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Irina. Uh, in honor of Harry Potter's 20th anniversary, uh, sort the Rangers into their Hogwarts houses. I refuse. This is stupid. <sighs> Listen, they're all they're all Gryffindor. They're uh, all goody goods. Billy might be Gravenclaw, but I hate that. that we're even talking about this. Tra- so Trini much. would be Hufflepuff, I think. Actually, even though she's kind of smart, she's also just kind of like so middle of the road. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> I'm not a yeah, big, they're Gryffindor. Like, yeah, they're, they're all Gryffindor. too squeaky clean to be anywhere but Gryffindor. I'm sorry, that's just. But all right, here, here, uh, Joel, you might like this half of the question more. Who would win in a fight, Harry versus the Power Rangers? Power Rangers, one hundred percent. Harry's a fucking idiot. Yeah, the only reason Harry wins anything they is because other people do shit. all the time. If this was Hermione versus the Power Rangers, then it's more of a battle. But yeah, yeah, the... that's that's more of a fair fight. <laughs> I'd like to see Hermione slowly picking the team off. <laughs> the only thing the Harry thing ever is, does I is think, knock your wand off. Kimberly, and I think Kimberly would be an deer. equal match for her because she's also secretly the competent one. Yeah. So it basically just strengths. comes down to Hermione easily taking care of four of the five Power Rangers, and then Kimberly is the last one left. Yeah, and then they'd and then they'd like kind of realize, okay, we don't really need to fight. We could just be friends. <laughs> I mean, you only killed, like, the other four of my friends. No big deal. Eh, <laughs> 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 she's over it. All right. <laughs> you say okay. so in your, in your Hermione slash Kimberly thick. Okay, guys, <laughs> yeah. I was looking through this Power Ranger morphing sequence video, and I think I found both the best and the lamest morphing sequence from Power Rangers Samurai, where they use cell phones to draw calligraphy in the air. I kind of love that one, oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. dumb, but it's fun dumb. They're flip phones, too. They yeah. just, like, flip them, yeah. and then they're like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I like how Operation Overdrive, which is a shit season, but their, their morphers are cell phones that have a wheel on them, and they, they have to kind of, like, spin that wheel on any surface to morph. Yeah. That's a pretty cool concept. A little cumbersome, right. but yeah. Um, yeah. So Trevor's asking us, the uh, he's, he's asking us, hey, everyone ends up in a Hunger Games Battle Royale scenario who wins. I think we've kind of answered that before. Well, mean, this we, one yeah. is between the Rangers and the Moon Crew and Bulk I and mean, Skull. I mean, it's still going to be Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, didn't we decide it was Jason before? Jason's- Wait, no, I think that was specifically... Jason would- I think it was specific about the old Rangers getting sent right. off to the Hunger and also, Games. And also, Jason's no longer in the picture. And, like, none of the new, right. none yeah. of the new crew can stand oh, up Oh, absolutely. Jason. Okay. Like, but- Aisha would be the first to die because she, she would no, trust Aisha Kimberly. Aisha would be the would last be to die because I wouldn't forget she's her. in the battle. Yeah, of the Moon <laughs> Crew... She might even just win. Be, of the Moon Crew, who would survive the longest? Uh, Swat and Babu. Uh, 100%. No, it's Squat and Babu, because they are the stupid, incompetent ones who always get, like, berated yeah. for stuff, but, like, just keep coming back. 
But I mean, have you seen Finster lately? Where is he? He's still around. He's not dead. Point. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that Finster. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, everyone else we've seen is dead. There's some logic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But does does Finster beat the Rangers, though? Well, no. He just Actually, survived. Well, so here's still the question. Kimberly? Can Finster still make monsters? Because I think if Finster was able to make monsters on his own without Rita's interference, he would have, like, destroyed them by now. Oh, just battle yeah. of attrition. Like, like, could he could he bring the monster matic into battle though? Like, well, I don't think he actually needs the monster matic because I think in his backstory he was able to. Well, not his in the show, but like in the comics at least, they've shown him being able to make like monsters on his own somehow. Okay, I feel okay. like the monster matic existed more for like speed and like you know sort of assembly line creating monsters. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I, I like the I like the idea of Finster coming out on top because he's building clay minions to do his bidding. That's yeah. kind of yeah, cool. like building non-budget mass-manufactured putties to kick their asses. Could he make like? And now I'm thinking more Desert Island than Hunger Games. But could he make food out of clay and put it in the monster machine and have food that way? No, it would be because that, it would create would a food a monster that you can't actually eat. Oh, that's that sucks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, also from Trevor, what are the best and worst purchases you've ever made? Oh fuck. Uh, okay, um jeez. Okay, I've got an answer for this. Uh best purchase would be oh, I um I guess any of my Megazords except for the Dino uh, the Dragon Zord, which is my worst purchase because I bought it used like months before they did a reissue. Oh no. Oh yeah. I spent hundreds of dollars more on that than I should have. Yeah. In a similar vein, I think I bought a disc copy of Mega Man Legends 2, which, to be fair, was not in mint condition, So, but I still paid, what, 80 bucks on it, and now it's on PSN. Okay, I was wrong, actually. (laughs) The best purchase I ever made was a copy of Earthbound on the Super Nintendo for $2. Nice. Whoa. 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 $2? Nice. $2. Wait, that's the bet. Yeah. Score. The best purchase I ever made is my Cintiq. Which is my like art tablet. Oh yeah, those things are good. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. I've had it for like over seven years now, and I love it to death. And it still works great. And it's like the easiest tablet in the world to work with because, like, for people who don't know, it's it's a monitor slash tablet, so I can just draw it right on the screen and and not have to like coordinate between like an Intuos graphite or something like that and um looking at the screen while drawing down here it's really great that's my best purchase ever made and i was able to get it from a tax return for my first ever year working (laughs) oh man yeah that's one of the first things you buy with your own money after working is always gonna like feel way more special yeah yeah i I bought a game boy advance with my first ever paycheck and i lost that job like three weeks later but it's okay you got you got the best i got a gba and i had no gba games (laughs) for like a year after that because i had no job to buy them but still the worst purchase I ever made, um, I made a lot of really bad purchases because I, I, I impulse buy a little too much. But the one that where I like regret buying it and never got any enjoyment out of it. And I'm sorry to anyone who likes this game because I'm sure it's great. But Destiny, I never got any fun out of it. <laughs> and I bought, paid like $80 and then I couldn't get rid of it. So I was like, cool. I guess I just wasted $80 yeah, on nothing. That is disappointing buying a game that you thought you were going to have fun with and just end up not liking it at all. Yeah, and I, and I mostly I didn't think I'd have fun with it, but my friends like pressured me into getting it oh, so that I could play worse. with them. Yeah. And then they didn't yeah. play with me. And I'm like, cool. So <laughs> fuck your friends is what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a dick a move, little, guys. A little bit. 
my one friend played with me, who I play like most of my co-op games with, like my like friend from like elementary school. But like other than that, yeah, not much. <laughs> well, if you ever want to try again, I know for a fact some people on this network are really into Destiny. I would probably oh, I know. play it with uh, you. Molly and, and Jules love it, but like they're also really ahead of me. I don't know how long it would take me to catch up, and they have expansions now and everything. Like I don't know. I might just get Destiny Two though, and then play with them. Which might my be cool. problem with Destiny is so you that... can regret it all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be able to play with Molly and Jules. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. I think a big hindrance to her enjoyment of it was her friends not actually playing it with her after she got yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and see that's like that's like my dilemma with Destiny because I do want to play it with people, but. I also want to play it on PC, but no one who's getting it that I'll be playing it with is going to buy it for PC. Yeah. yeah. yeah I kind of want to get it for PC, too. But, like, I'm pretty sure Molly and Julia are both getting it for PS4 Destiny 2, so I'll probably get it for there. But, yeah, I would have rather played it on PC myself as well. I'm not sure if my PC can run it. All right. Uh, Dustin, your answer? Uh, the best purchase I ever made is buying a second monitor for my computer. Oh, good call. That's like, kind of what I did too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's changed how I use my computer. And yeah, what it's I one of those things where once you so do it, much. you can't imagine going back. Yeah, no, yeah. never. I've I've got two, and I could I don't I don't know. Like before, I actually got two. I was like, man, why would you need more than one screen? That that seems that seems like yeah. kind of silly. Now that I've got two, especially like it has been a godsend for recording and yeah. editing podcasts. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly, for podcasting, I wouldn't mind having a third. Like bury me in the ground before you take away my second monitor. <laughs> yeah. uh, and your worst purchase? Uh, worst purchase? Uh, let's see. Oh boy! So, uh, this this one is leveled right at right at you, Mike. Actually, because uh, oh no, I I got I got a little bit hyped up for Smite when you started talking about the changes oh. they're making. And like, oh, no. I bought that God Pack for like twenty bucks or whatever that would just give me all the heroes. And then I just never got around to playing Smite. Oh no! Oh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I mean, okay. look at it this way: at least your worst purchase was only a twenty dollar thing, and it wasn't like yeah, you know, no, yeah. I I bought a like mm-hmm. really expensive car that turned out to suck. Like Ooh. that would be a really unfortunate purchase. Y- yeah, yeah, it would. So my best purchase has been my smartphone. I fi- when I finally joined the 21st century and got myself a smartphone it's been a fucking godsend yeah especially considering how i spend most of my time at work um my worst purchase was an xbox 360 uh-huh. i barely used it and then ultimately wound up just giving it to my sister yeah yeah well at least you got a gift for your sister <laughs> yeah my, yeah my- that's the thing is basically every game console i've ever owned uh has ultimately just wound up being in the hands of one of my siblings so mm-hmm. I think that's the nature. I think that's the nature of being in a family. Yeah, my best purchase bit, yeah. was when I bought hash browns at the grocery a few weeks ago, and like then we had like leftover roast, and I made a sandwich where the bread was hash browns with that roast. It was the best sandwich I've ever had. Oh so my was god, that sounds ever. amazing! And not just because it's so seven good. twenty p.m. and I haven't had supper yet. Is roast between hash browns a sandwich? Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust uh, me, I, it was. It was super good. Uh, okay. I'm willing to accept it as one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And your worst? Uh, I already said it. Mega Man Legends 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep on moving. From Daniel, uh, which character from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is the most likely to become a huge stoner when weed is finally invented in Angel Grove? <laughs> um, Rocky, because he has absolutely <laughs> yeah, nothing going yeah. on in his life. Yeah, Rocky. 
Rocky sounds right. Yep. And he's a he very anxious voice. We could so weed might actually help him. Yeah, he could definitely use some mellowing out. Um, okay. From Trevor. What part of a kid's movie scarred you for life? Um oh, the boy. um the um air conditioner in Brave Little Toaster. God uh, Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh the hey, the, the was it Robin in the Baron Munchausen? Is that a kid's movie? I watched it when I was a kid anyway. Like there was this guy that was just a floating head in the sky. I think it was Robin Williams. That, that really scared me when it was a kid. I don't think that's a kid's movie, but if, I mean, if you watched it as a kid, uh, I'm sure I was a kid. it's fine. Uh, kids movies. Return to Oz, like everything about that yeah, fucking that movie. Oh, God, the fucking up. dudes on wheels. Yeah, yeah dudes on wheels, yeah. that headless something. There was a headless something in that movie. The, there I don't was know. A, a lady who had interchangeable heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, that's right, the lady. That's a yeah. rad concept that would be horrifying in a kid's movie. Dude, it's 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 fucking yeah, nightmare fuel that that movie. It's impossible to watch as a kid. Like, who, yeah, you what know what were we need thinking? for a fucking unlicensed sequel to to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, fucking ter- like nightmare. Yeah, good old fashioned nightmare fuel. Scary. Yep. For such a whimsical, bright movie, <laughs> just 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 followed up with nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, um, I was also gonna go with Brave Little Toaster, but not the air conditioner oh. scene. I was gonna go with the fireman clown. See, that's pretty bad. Um. If you're old enough to get the like existential dread of it, the um like car crusher scene is also pretty scarring. Yeah, like, that's a great. That's movie, the thing. As a kid, I is... didn't get the death. I didn't get the death metaphors. Like like when I watched the Brave Little Toaster as a child, I didn't get that the air conditioner was committing suicide. I had no concept of it. Oh, there's the the, the bad trip scene in Dumbo is really. Like for a kid, oh, yeah. fuck. that was yeah. like with those fucking like eyeless elephants. Ugh. Apparently, they did that scene by like the they actually did kind of it the same way they do. Uh, they did Batman the Animated Series. They started with a black background yeah. and painted colors onto it. Well, that's interesting, but still, yeah. it's it's scary. It's a really it's movie. a really good piece of animation. But yeah, it is yeah. a huge tonal shift from the rest of the movie. Yep. And as a yep. kid, you don't know how to process it. And yeah, it's rough. Emily? Um, when I was a kid, I really liked the movie Once Upon a Forest, which isn't a very good uh, children's animated movie, but I liked it as a kid. But there's one part in it where the, the crux of the movie is a gas spill happens near um, some woodland creatures kind of like village thing and kills most of the people there. And then they have to go on this quest to save like one of these little badger kids. So like the, if, yeah. the 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 idea of like my my town just having this like toxic gas wash over it one day and like kill everyone I love kind of freaked me out as this like existential dread as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Early Don Bluth had a lot of forest animals dying horribly. I don't know you if know? that's a that's... Don Bluth movie. It's not actually, isn't it? No, it's I Charles it Grosnever and David Michener were the directors. Huh. I could have sworn that was a Don Bluth joint. It's very Don okay. Bluth-esque well, in, the, in the form of... It is of, very yeah. Don bluth Why? Because of the murder? <laughs> yes. Yeah, mostly the murder. <laughs> oh, there uh, was a... Right. There's, there's another... What was it called? The, the Tiny Land of Big... It was a Quebecois movie from the 80s. Uh, but it was in English language, but I watched you know the French version of it. There's this, it it's a kind of a fantasy movie with kids being taken to a fantasy fairy tale land. And there's a scene where, like... 
children are sort of like they're, they're put on a slide that slides down into a pit where some kind of big scary rock monster face is and it eats them and then they come out as like kind of fairy things with wings and fly out like they're super happy after that and that that scene fucking scared the shit oh, out yeah, of me. Oh yeah, that's fucking messed <laughs> up. There was a kid. Also, yeah. Mike, how do you yeah. feel just like sans the story Simon just told, just the title, The Tiny Land of Big? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm. So- I, I'm, like, I'm trying to find out what the actual title that, was. So... I'm not sure. Ah, uh, hang on. Let me keep talking. I'll look it up. Yes, okay. size play implications. Uh, That's the joke, Dustin. <laughs> okay, so when I was a kid, this isn't really a kid's oh, it's, it's movie. It's the Great Land of Small. Sorry. Yeah, same thing. But this isn't really a kid's movie. But I did. Well, I think I was like I was seven at the time when I saw Jurassic Park on TV. Mm. Oh no! And I saw the dil- the Dilophosaurus scene where Nedry dies. Right. And mm. that scene scared me so much. I didn't watch Jurassic Park until I was like sixteen years old. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. Um, this wasn't like my all time like most scarring thing, and I couldn't even tell you what scene it was that dipped me in. But um, my third grade class watched uh jumanji for some reason and something in the like early parts of that movie freaked me out enough that i had to leave the classroom for the rest of that movie yeah there, there are scary parts in jumanji which is something that people tend to yeah. forget now like i don't for a family i've never movie, seen jumanji because some... it looked too scary i mean for me. i have yeah. never seen it since because i that, like that made me just not want to ever see that movie it's it's not a great movie but i feel like it's worth seeing just for like it's still got some cultural relevance Enough so that they're re- they're rebooting it yeah. for some reason. Um, but okay, moving on. Uh, three questions from Jordan. I don't think this is our Jordan. I think this is a different Jordan. Uh, one. Wait, there are more. Is Zach gone because he's being turned into a Zed monster? And what is that monster called? No, because that would take all. <laughs> being turned into a Zed monster takes all of ten seconds. Yeah. So like he would have shown up like right after the intro, trying to kill us. It's true. His monster name is Soda Head. Obviously, <laughs> what are, what are his powers? I mean, obviously his powers are doing nothing. Right, he's a, and then Zed, he's a Zed monster, us, but... so his powers are sending putties at us and like taunting us a bit. Yeah, but theoretically, yeah. what could he do? And uh, he'd spray acidic soda at you. Well, I mean, yeah. it's Zach, so I'm pretty sure equipment. the answer is still send putties at us and taunt us a bit. Yeah, and it yeah. would and we and it would supposed to melt your armor but all it would do is really make sparks come off of it and then you fly backwards <laughs> i feel like zach would get yeah. distracted and just hang out with the putties because <laughs> he loves those yeah, guys. zach would be zach would be <laughs> a does. monster in the vein of like pudgy pig 2 or tickle sneezer where he doesn't really have any interest in actually causing destruction just kind of wants to do his own thing yeah totally mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um second zach related question uh, Zach is gone because he got a hot tip that one of us is going to kill him. Who is it in what room and with what weapon? I guess we're playing Clue. Okay, I Jesus. mean, the obvious answer is it's me with my words. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to... We're just going <laughs> to yell at each other until he has a heart attack. In the, in the Slack chat room. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Luke that's, in that's the morning like grid with a time paradox. Uh, <laughs> Alright, third right. question. Zach is uh, okay. Hold on. Zach is gone because the demonic forces of Warcraft, Doom, and Buffy have teamed up to kidnap him. <laughs> but there's hope. They left their planar portal open. 
you can assemble a crack team of three people from any universe to rescue your friend. Who do you choose and why? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, any Um, universe or any of those three universes? Yeah, I guess we just pick three random people to save Zack from demons. I mean, we could pick the protagonists of the three, like, subjects that they mentioned, because those three should be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Buffy the so, Doom Marine, and who's the protagonist of Warcraft? Um, there are, there are people. many Thrall, I guess. Yeah. Thrall would be pretty Thrall. cool. Yeah. Right, boom. So, Doom Guy, Thrall, and Kimberly. <laughs> 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 you just, you yeah, fuck off, Kimberly. Buffy. Kimberly's better. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, you're not no, wrong. No, I'm, I'm 100% serious. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. And this uh, this last question is from our buddy Joe of the Atlanta Ghostbusters. Hi, uh, Joe. He just says, what's your favorite movie monster? And uh, Zach actually wrote in a response uh, from Beyond the Grave. He said, Mike, if you do this one, I have an answer. And it's Tim Curry's sludge monster from Fern Gully. Boy, that is the <laughs> most Zach answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite um, movie monster. So I, I want to clarify something here. Do we want to define this question as, like, monster portrayed as, like, a villain or because does any monster count? Because they're heroic monsters. It's 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 yeah. an open question. It's oh, just what's your favorite movie monster? That's tough. Then that's fucking easy as hell. Then it's Gamera. It's always Gamera. Oh, for you, yeah. <laughs> He's um, a friend of the children. Um. Huh. <clears throat> this is hard I'm to answer. Go, I'm gonna go with King Kong. Classic. I like King Kong. Classic choice. Yeah. Yeah. If I was looking for a classic movie monster, that's like a. A villain, I guess sometimes a hero too. Godzilla. Yeah, no, like, it, Godzilla is a, it's an obvious choice, but it's a good one. I have to go with Godzilla. I just love that dude too much. Once you mentioned like good monsters, I'm just starting to think of like awesome yeah. lovable monsters, and I kind of like the Bumble from. <laughs> from like, I, I like Rudolph. the entirely not surprising plot twist that the people doing the Power Rangers podcast are into kaiju. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going yeah. for a more traditional, like, sort of monstr- monstrous monster. The thing. I was gonna say that. The too. thing it's is really pretty good. S- yeah, scary for a monster. Okay. Oh, wait, no, or actually, like, hold on. I'm sorry. My favorite monster is the xenomorph. Yeah, it's another good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ironic answer: the Scorpion King, as played by CG The Rock in The Mummy Returns. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yep. That's a pretty good response. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So there was yeah. this. Uh, so so this like 19 mid 80s. I want to say. Uh, like anti-smoking PSA movie that was made where a bunch of different cartoon characters all teamed up. Um, yeah, cartoon oh, no. heroes. Yeah, so the, the smoke monster. From <laughs> I like that. that you remembered the name of it. Look, <laughs> I was made to watch it as a kid, and I remember the dumbest we, things. We had Mike's it. We had it at the library. I think, I think the villain you're talking about. I think the smoke monster was actually played by George C. Scott. Oh man, really? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Well, that answers that lost mystery. Just like, hey, you little piece of shit, you want to put some smoke? <laughs> oh, wow. It'll make you cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's all uh, I <laughs> Okay. Imagine, imagine if at the end of Lost, J.J. Abrams is revealed that the smoke monster was just... <laughs> was that <laughs> smoke monster? Yeah. I'd be so happy. From that anti-smoking PSA? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh God. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up. So once again, if you want to send us questions or contact <laughs> us or do anything of the sort with us at Teens with Toot on Twitter, Teens with Toot at Gmail dot com or the Facebook group Teenagers with Attitude. Dustin, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'd like to plug um, Baka Cast. 
my podcast where uh, my friends and I review uh, the anime of the week, um, of the season, of whatever. It's a weekly anime review podcast. Uh, and we just finished up, actually, the uh, spring season. Uh, P.S. Little Witch, Little Witch Academia is extremely good. Please watch it when it's out on Netflix. Yeah, I really, um, it's out on Netflix I think it's now, out on Netflix I think. Now. I really want to check yeah. it out, yeah. I, I spent, like, a combined 20 or so minutes talking about how Little Witch Academy is actually a really good metaphor for um, the perversion of entertainment as a tool for uh, right-wing propagandists. <laughs> okay. That's not what I expected to hear, but all right. <laughs> okay. So if you want to hear me uh, do that, <laughs> check out BakaCast. It's, um, it's BakaCast and now Skies of Academia. Yeah, and also Skies of Ac- uh, Academia, which is my uh, video game podcast um, about critical analysis of games. So check that out as well. I definitely want to check out the Avatar episode for sure, because I remember you talking about that episode when I was first coming out and being like, this is very important to me. So I really want to hear that one myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, M. Um, you can catch me on War and Beast on this network, uh, Audio Entropy, where we do this show, but for Beast Wars. And um, you can also catch my art on dangerchair.tumblr.com and on my uh, Twitter at this is emeralds and my Instagram at this is em- just this is emeralds. Sorry, Instagram doesn't work that way. And I just did a bunch of art based off of Pizza Party because the- it's amazing and great. And you should. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Pizza Party being an RPG, like a tabletop RPG that Mike and a handful of other audio entropy folks are in. Yeah, it's it's me and Julie and Ashley and Molly and Luke. Uh, Luke is the GM. We play a Fate Core game. Um, it's it's on Twitch. Um, we didn't start streaming it right away. Like the first few sessions weren't recorded because it was just a personal thing. And then people were asking us like, "Hey, what's this thing you're doing?" And like, you know what? Hey, we'll still stream it. It's not edited or cleaned up or anything because like it's mostly yeah, for it's not us. really a show. Um, it's just something they do that yeah. you can kind of tune into. And also just and and I mean like you know fair warning there's there's a lot of dead air and coughing because again we're not cleaning it up and some of the vods are actually missing because we didn't get them uploaded to the YouTube in time but if you want to hear what it sounds like when we play a tabletop game uh, definitely check it out um, you can also find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit and you can hear me on Going Pear Shaped here on the network uh, at G Shaped on Twitter for that. Uh, Joel, do you have anything you want to Yeah, um, I actually want to, like, jumping off of something you just offhandedly mentioned, we don't talk about it enough, but we have a YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash audioentropy, and uh, it's got videos of a lot of our uh, Twitch streams. Um, I've actually been going through and trying to cut up the Jackbox Party streams that we do into digestible size yeah. chunks. Uh, the, the the Twitch stream being uh, twitch.tv slash videoentropy. Right. Um, uh, and we also have a handful of actual like shows on there. Like Luke and Ashley have done several episodes of Let Me Tell You About Metal Gear, where he uh, plays through those games with Ashley and tells her all about them. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot that was happening. Yeah, and uh, I co-host a semi-regular uh, stream with Julie called Julie Makes the Grade, uh, where she builds Gunpla and we just kind of chat. Um, I'm, we, should, we should really get that stuff onto the website. I, uh, we do. There's a video link on the front page. Okay. Um, Good work, Joel. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually going to be appearing in a uh, future episode of that. It might be up by then. It depends on how much time I have for editing as an actual, like, proper host, where I am also building Gunpla. It was weird. Cool. 
And also Digital Moncast. Oh, yeah, you can listen to my other podcast if you want, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you want to like suffer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simone? Uh, nothing that I that really deserves mentioning right now. I have a few projects kicking around in the back of my head, but I need to actually get off my ass and do them. Yeah, it's not like uh, you're busy with like a full-time job and a kid and Oh, everything. yeah, it's, it's, I'm busy with a full-time job, and that's also a thing that is not worth plugging right now. Oh, because I'm not it's sure not gonna... you legally could. Yeah, I, anyway, it's it's not even worth talking about. So there we go. So nothing, consider nothing to plug, but I'm I'm on some shit. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> and the last thing I want to bring up is uh, Inside the Master's Studio, uh, which is our uh, podcast where our buddy Eric interviews uh, GMs about the games they're running. And the reason I bring that up is that Eric is now uh, fully and officially the editor of Teenagers with Attitude. This He's show does not have enough people guest yet. Yeah, well, he he has he has jumped in and helped us out by editing episodes that Zach couldn't get to on time because he was too busy. Uh, a number of times throughout the show's run, uh, he actually did the last two episodes, and he's going to be doing this one. And uh, we've just sort of made it official that he's the editor. It's really great. He tends to go above and beyond the Call of Duty, putting like audio from the stuff we're discussing in, adding like little funny bits, and just generally, you know, really cleaning everything up. And he he does a really good job, and uh, it's good to have him on in an official capacity. So, uh, thank you to Eric. And I think that's going to do it. I actually forgot to type in a sign-off order, but let's fucking go for it. I'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, for Teenagers with Attitude, I'm I have been my... Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. God. Did it on purpose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. For Teenagers with Attitude, I have been Mike. I've been Simone. I've been Joel. I've been Dustin. My last one, I've been Emily. <laughs> and I'm Simo. How many people are here? <laughs> God damn it. And may, and may the power protect you. I've been Simo. <laughs> I love it. I've been Kamina. <laughs> if you're such an expert in shop, why don't you give us a hand? No way, Geekoids. We're busy over here. You know, we heard about that new thing the Power Rangers do. Jetting. So, we are making our own jetpacks. Yeah. With these things, we'll be able to catch up with them and finally find out who the Power Rangers really are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Skull. Let's go jetting. Jetting.